Welcome to the No Games No Life Pop Samurai Network podcast. I'm your host Jason Wisniewski, and I'm of course joined by my co-hosts Jelani. Hey there! <laughs> Thanks. I'm here. Jelani's here. How about you, Antonio? You here? I am here. I'm oh, here. Thank God. What about John? Where's John? John I'm here. Oh, John is here. Yes. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed you it. Except good. You didn't good. say what's going on, Pop Samurai fan. I said yeah. welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his own intro. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he did he's his find, own intro. He he's finding his own way. Where? Uh, <laughs> I was put on the spot. <laughs> what information no do you, do you have it. for the for the fans? Um, you can come check us out at the Pop Samurai Twitch page and or slash the Facebook page at Pop Samurai Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> Pop Samurai Network. <laughs> Pop Samurai Network Facebook. <laughs> Listen, I was put on the spot. <laughs> Make sure you guys head over to PopSamurainetwork.com to find all information about our shows. You guys can follow us on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash Network, And you can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, at Network, and also on Twitter, at Cast. And so follow us there for all information about the things we do here. Uh, we love all you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys are listening to us on iTunes or any of the uh, podcast catchers out there, give us a rating. Give us a follow. Give us a, a like or whatever it is. Uh, it helps us out in the algorithm. Um, and gets us up and gets us seen more so we would appreciate that so much now pretend i said all that yes yeah. Yeah. now let's get into the show uh we're gonna start off with what everybody has been watching because this uh the games podcast has turned into a pop culture podcast and uh we want to we want to we want to we want to connect with everybody and see what everybody's been doing in in their lives watching uh let's start with uh, our our lead host this oh, today jason host, that's me um, well, gosh, gee, jolly whiz. I watched all the Star Wars sequels again. Oh, Wait, which really? one? Wait, all the sequels? the sequels? Yeah. Just sequels? Force Awakens, Rise of Skywalker, Last Hope. Okay. Or, um, right. Last Jedi. Yeah, Last Jedi. So, um, so eight, no, seven, eight, nine, right? Seven, eight, nine. Sure. Seven, eight, nine. Seven yeah. did eat nine. That's um, why he's afraid of seven. That's right. Yeah. Um, Felix? Oh, um, pretty boring. Uh, I liked. What's the first one? Force Seven. Awakens. Force mm. Awakens was my favorite out of the three. Yeah, I think. And it's like, uh, I don't yeah. know if anybody here is a consensus on it, but I think it's the better of all the trash. Yes. There, right? I would agree with that. I want everybody to know that I'm stressing about not being able to talk about <laughs> yeah. it. And yeah. I have negative th- things to say as well, but like, <laughs> you have to play. I thought I was safe. <laughs> we, we had a talk earlier before yeah, the podcast did. about how we weren't going to shit on Star Wars anymore. <laughs> and immediately, the first thing we wind up talking about is shitting well, on Star Wars. It's not my fault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, lead uh, host, keep going. I'm gonna have an aneurysm. So, today. like, it's it's weird because you have to put it in perspective of like when it first came out, it was like really derivative of New Hope, you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. intentionally, um, right? It yeah, was supposed to be like so. a soft reboot. Yeah, and that, I think at the time it was like, okay, well, it's fine. It was okay as long as you guys like really go places with the next two yeah. ones, and yeah. then they. Didn't. Don't just give me more of this, please. Yeah, they, but then they didn't. So, no, they like, did. They yeah. went into completely new places. Well, they did. Terrible places. But they were new. Okay, but positives. Uh. <laughs> um, like, looking back, and we like we have all three, it's like, yeah, well, I guess Force Awakens is probably my favorite, just because, like, mm-hmm. it's the most consistent, because you had... It, it was the first movie, so you didn't have other directors to fuck things up. Even though mm, yes. um, you've got like the the Council of Disney Elders or whatever that like supersede everything, um, I mean they left Kevin Feige alone enough, you know. Yeah, well, look how that well. But well, that went. that went really well. Who the hell is the, Kevin Feige? He's, he's the he's 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 the shepherd of Marvel oh. at MCU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Kevin yeah, Feige I'm, I'm is confused. is um the Marvel um 
MCU. That was like bad, the president of before. Though. Okay, yeah, that was like they they started that all up way before yeah. these came out though. Uh, what Iron Man one compared to when well, Force but, Awakens? Comes yeah, but out? that's what I'm saying. That should be they should have already known then. You know, like they should have gotten their formula down, and then yeah. Star Wars happened, which was much more uh, like a costly intellectual property for them to buy because they bought that for like three billion dollars, and uh, they didn't buy Marvel for three billion dollars. And so, like, you think at this point, they're like, hey, we're doing really great with Marvel. Let's just keep going with Star Wars. And then with Star Wars, they really shit the bed. Yeah. You know? I mean. They were just like, everybody do what you want, but not really. And but, then everybody did what they wanted, but not really. And it ended up looking like a fucking hodgepodge. It, it could have been a lot better if there was just one director in charge of everything. I agree with that. Like, I, one consistent vision. Yeah. I definitely feel like They're Ryan Johnson really messed it up for everyone, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. And I know I know, <laughs> yeah. uh, Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker, I know that one is bad, too. But, like, uh, I, I don't know. Like, just J.J. Abrams came back for that movie. And, like, he was just trying to sell it's like what had happened in the last movie. And it, it like, almost still, like, felt wasn't good. spiteful. Yeah, it did at times. Yeah. <laughs> there was some moments where I was just like, are you trying to, like, diss Ryan, John- yeah. Ryan uh, yeah, Johnson, right? Yeah, Ryan Johnson. In just, like, a movie form? Because yeah. this is not the time to be petty. <laughs> this yeah. is a movie, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I will, yeah, and I will say that. Yeah, whatever happened in that movie there, like Ryan Johnson, I do really like his work. I mean, I like what Knives else Out. Did he, do? he did Knives Out after that, which is like a I hear, critically yeah. acclaimed. And I hear film. it's I a good one. Film. Oh, it Knives Out is awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah. Knives, Knives Out is, I haven't Knives, seen it. Knives Out is written, written yeah, and directed yeah. by him. Huh. It's and, on Amazon Prime, I think. Huh. Yeah, so if you guys get a chance, watch that. It's already critically, it's like, it won a bunch of awards. Um, and then he's already like tapped for like, it it was supposed to be just like a one movie, but now they're tapping him for like a you know a sequel, kind of like yeah. as well. Well, um, really, yeah. what they should do is they should get J.J. Abrams to direct the second Knives Out movie, and then they can bring Ryan Johnson oh back God. for the third you Knives know, Out movie. Do you guys like anything J.J. Abrams has ever done? Uh, um, I do, but yeah. uh, he's what done. Do you like what has he done that you enjoy? Uh, what what did J.J. Abrams do again? I know he did. He's, uh, he started off with what Cloverfield. No, he, did, first he started thing. off with uh, that island. Lost, show. lost. I like. So I. I oh, that's, oh, that's yeah. right. I was talking more cinematically. Then, then he did uh, Cloverfield. He did Cloverfield. I but liked, then he has also done a. But he did the Star Trek movies. Yeah, I like uh-huh. the. I like the Star Trek. Uh, did that movie, movie Super Eight? Oh, I just oh, watched yeah. Super Eight. What do you think? I like Super Eight. Super yeah, Eight. Yeah. Super Eight's pretty good. good. Yeah, I think his movies are Fucking fine, mint, dude. Lost, mint. Lost. I think was like. I, I, I loved it the first time I watched it, but it's not a move. It's not a show you can really rewatch. I feel like because it's really dependent on like twists and like sure. knowing where things are going and or not also, knowing where things are going. They didn't. Didn't they end up nowhere? Yes, that's yeah, correct. Like, that was one of the problems with that yeah. show, where it was just yeah. like, you know what? It's just done. Like we don't know, and it was never a thing, and we're just done. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that's that was, I think, more a problem of the um, the medium at that moment in time. Sure, because they were just like, no, we need this to go on. For a long time. Right. And J.J. Abrams was like, how do you tell a story with a compelling ending where I am not even allowed to know when I can be done with this? And they're just like, that's not our problem. Mm. <laughs> and he was just like, okay. So I guess I'm going to keep leading people on. And then the moment you say finish it, I'm going to finish it in whatever way possible. And then it clearly was not a good way to do a show that way. But like, Did, um, you, did you see Lost? No, no, no. Okay. But I've seen about Lost a lot. Because uh, I was never interested in it. But uh-huh. it as a like a uh, thing that happened was um really important to pop culture the way that it ended up happening yeah, it happened true. right at the end of like 
right at the beginning of uh, like the Netflix era where things could be limited series and limited runs and right. stuff and things started getting done differently. And so that was just like its last vestige of like another show like that that I've watched a lot of um, – uh, like uh, video essays on is How I Met Your Mother. Oh, okay. Where How I Met Your Mother also was just like, okay, well, we're going to end it like this, but we're not going to know when we're going to end it. So we, this is the ending. Film the ending. Wait, is but how, also this might go on for like nine years, is, so like figure it out. Is How I Met Your Mother, is that a series or is that just like a show? Series. It's a – It's a. what do you mean? Like, it, like does it ha- – is the story like, contigu- like continuous or is it like a sitcom where it's like basically kind of like a reset every well, time? Well, see, that's the thing. It was that <laughs> – Okay, but it was also the other thing, oh, and that's okay. what that's where the problem came in. They at the beginning of the of the first season were like, "We're going to film the end of this series where you like where the kids go. Oh, so this is about you getting together with our aunt Robin or whatever." But the problem was that they it was a show, so like who knows when it's going to happen? This is just how it's going to end. But over the course of many many years, the show kind of just developed into its own thing, and then the last like the finale didn't make sense to who the characters were anymore so that everyone was just like this was a weird dumb ending okay because these characters didn't even it didn't they didn't follow this trajectory through the show but that was the problem with filming the end you know like it was like supposed to be this concise thing and then it didn't end up sorry i'm, I'm gotcha. lost what are, what are we talking about i thought we were talking about star <laughs> yeah, wars yeah we're talking about star wars jj abrams yeah. really is what it was jj J. has only directed a handful of films. I think he's written and produced a lot more he than turn. he has. Man yeah. of Steel, right? No, yeah. No, that was that's Zack Snyder. Actually, that's actually yeah. Zack Snyder uh, produced JJ by Nolan. JJ, he directed Mission Impossible 3. Oh, yeah. That, um, that one too, yeah. He directed the Star Trek uh, yeah. reboot or the new Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He directed the new Star Wars. I think he Were directed... there three of those Star Treks or just two? There was three. But was he, three? he only did – he directed two – the first two and then there's a third one. What was the on the third one? Because the first one was – First one was Star Trek, and then Se- the second, second one was, was Into Darkness. Khan, right? Into Darkness, yeah. And then the third one was the one where they were on the pl- on that planet where the ship had crashed. I think um, I forgot what it was called. Uh, that wasn't the Khan one. No, the second was the Khan one. The third one was like white haired people, right? Like blue faced white haired people or something like that. Maybe. Fuck, I forgot, man. Yeah. Like, like I have no I, memory. I like those Star Trek the films. Yeah, I think me too. He, I just can't remember the third one. JJ, as a director, has a habit of revitalizing <laughs> certain franchises. Yeah, starting them off, revitalizing them, and then like. I'm out. <laughs> so he did that with Mission Impossible 3 because Mission Impossible uh, went from one, which is a, a, some weird spy movie, to two, which was some fucking clown shoes. Um, and then JJ came back in, revitalized it for three, and then they've been on that path since. Um, and everyone loves those films. Clown the same shoes. thing with Star Trek. Where they're like, hey, I'm going to make a fucking kick-ass Star Trek film. Here's Here's the first one kick-ass star trek film and he did the second one and he pieced out and then he did they wanted they tapped him for uh star wars (laughs) he did force awakens which was you know it was pretty good good with it has its flaws Mm -hmm. um seven was you know the better of the the sequels and then he pieced out and he was like i'm out and then they wanted him to come back and so then he did that third one yeah it's too bad that it's uh (laughs) that's because like the third one it was like it was just him picking up the pieces yeah so the mess, but I want to talk about the good parts of Star Wars. Yeah, just, sure. Just Let's do it. My, stuff, my favorite character in the new Star Wars is that old lady grandma alien. Oh, I don't really? Know her name. She's the best. Okay. Uh, yeah, the one with the big eyes. Yeah, the big. Yeah, well, her sure. eyes are little. Tiny. She, like, yeah, it's just the, enormous glasses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love her. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the, her little relationship with Chewie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've been thinking about it a lot because they're both really old, right? Mm-hmm. Like she's like 700, Chewie's like 250 or something. Mm-hmm. So obviously, I have a lot in common. 
Um, and it's like implied that she's like, she's like, where is my boyfriend? And then it's Chewie, of course. Um, <laughs> and then at the end, in the third movie, um, she gives Chewie the medal that mm-hmm. Chewie never got before. And yeah. I, I was thinking about that. I'm like, oh, that's so cute because like I I can imagine a situation where like they're in her cantina and they're like drinking and they're just like shooting the shit. And Chewie kind of opens up to her and he's like, well, I'm really kind of upset that I never got a medal. <laughs> and she she remembered that and she like, she like went out of her way to like get the medal so she give it to him when they win the war. I'm like, oh, that's just a cute little moment. He's so proud of it. He's like showing it off to people and stuff. I'm like, oh, that's touches my heart a little bit. Um, that's the good parts about the new Star Wars movies. <laughs> I actually the, the things that you came up in your mind. Yeah, yes, no, that's, that's the, the thing too, because yep. it's not real. I made yeah. all that shit up. <laughs> in order for Star Wars to be good, yeah. you have to lie to yourself. Yeah, is what you're and saying. that's really a shame. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's like it's like where do you draw the line between like well, we can't just bog down the movie with just like a bunch of little details, right? But then like. If you don't explain anything, like I'm, I just, it's a hard place to draw the line on. You got to get to the lightsaber fights, man. We got to yeah, see the laser the lightsaber fights. You got to get to the traitor moment. None of you guys got that. No, it was like traitor, but then like it's like the the guy the guy <laughs> the guy the guy. All the, right, he's like traitor, you know, and you got the yeah, stunt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then it. like I, a Funko Pop came out, and his his stormtrooper name was like tr eight r or something. Like, oh traitor. my god. So sorry That's, you guys don't get my fucking pop culture jokes. It was goddamn pop it was, culture. It was, it was really a pop. <laughs> You're a genius, bro. I am a genius. And, <laughs> and we're peasants. Um, but the reason I watched Star Wars is because I was watching videos about Star Wars, video essays. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. She was talking. It was Jenny. Jenny Nicholson. Yeah. yeah yes. Jenny Nicholson. She was watching and like reading off these scripts of like proposed at like. Episode nine. That's right. Scripts? You talked about this last week. Did yeah. I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they're so well, funny. You just uh, you brought up that you were going through. Some yeah. Stuff, yeah, I really love them. They're really funny. Um, I feel like I did talk about them. Now that I think about it, where like Ray is like half robot or yeah. just in her brain, and then like Kylo Ren discovers that and he immediately hates her for some reason. Um, it's just a mess. But like somehow those are still like better than <laughs> what we got. <laughs> so I don't know. What a mess. Yeah. Um, yeah. What what we got was like uh, studio decisions. It really mm, felt like absolutely. That. Yeah. yeah. I, I, it's like the the Disney Council of Elders. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. Just had their hands <laughs> all up in there. Yeah. Like, just, More than it's like they they were just so cautious. They were like, "This is too important an yeah. intellectual property. You can't do it wrong." And they just choked it to death. Yeah. Yeah. And, like say what you will about Georgie Boy, but like at least he did the first trilogy like really well and the, yeah. one consistent vision. Like well, and I would argue first that tri- oh you're wait. What? The original. The original three. Yeah, but that wasn't one consistent vision. That was uh, something that happened out of difficulty. Well, yeah, it was hard, but... No, what I'm saying is his consistent vision would have been more in line with, like, the um, prequel trilogy. But because of, like, budgetary constraints and filming constraints and all sorts of, like, weird shit that was going on on the set and a lot of other people having a lot of influence over, like, hey, maybe you should do it this way, it ended up being... Not at yeah, all what he wanted. Yeah, I do remember hearing about that. And it and it was good. It was perfect. It was a lot of there was a lot of cooks in the kitchen, but they were all like fucking master chefs. Whereas like the prequel trilogy, that was just that was all George. You're right. <laughs> that was my just George. I my point. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Did you guys know that originally when C three PO was like he we wouldn't like George Lucas thought of him. He was like this. Uh, he was like. A used car salesman oh, yeah, type yeah, of character. That's yeah. what I want. And yeah. then one day they were just like, you know, and George was like, I'm going to get oh, my used car I salesman. Want my <laughs> and then uh, he did, what's his name? Guado? Yato? Yeah, 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 I guess so. Uh, the, uh, yeah, the racist it. stereotype. Yeah. There's so oh, many yeah. racist stereotypes in yeah. those original movies. <laughs> yeah, it's That's true. not even the original movie. 
No, in the oh, prequels. In the prequels, the prequels yeah. there is, there's a lot of dodgy stuff in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a lot of dodgy stuff. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Especially in The Phantom Menace. Like, oh, it's yeah. really... Uh, <laughs> I feel ooh. like somebody watched The Phantom Menace and you're just like, George, you know, nice, but like... Dial it down on the racism, bro. Yeah. There's a lot of fucking racism in this shit. Um, Jesus. Okay. Let's the Trade Federation guys? What <laughs> well, <they> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Uh, I want to talk about the lead host. What else we got? <laughs> I watched Soul. Oh, Soul. Oh, was that? How yeah. was that? Soul's really good. Uh, I've avoided that movie like the plague. Did Why? it make you cry? No. Oh, okay. Well, then. <laughs> Why would you avoid the movie? Uh, Pixar movies that could... <laughs> really? I love so much in a way that I don't want to talk about. Mm. Because it's the opposite of loving them so much. Okay. And I've been censured. Well, Soul's really good. I just know I, I hate Pixar. <laughs> I just don't want to go on a tangent <laughs> about how much like? I hate Pixar. Do, do, you, do you really not like Pixar? Yeah, I really don't like Pixar. Oh. I could talk a lot about how much I dislike it, but I won't. Because... Create a new podcast called Antonio Hates Fun. <laughs> <laughs> Antonio Hates Fun. Do you uh, like a thing? Listen to Antonio Hate. Yeah, right. <laughs> Um, Soul's really good. I really like the overall message of Soul. Where um, I don't know if you guys have seen it. I don't know if I should spoil it. I haven't seen it. No. I haven't seen it yet. I, I, was... I really adhere to their like message that they send. I really like it a lot. Mm. It's something I've already like practiced and try oh. to do in my own life. So, um, and it's really funny. It's really well animated. Um, I don't know. Not much to say about it if I can't really talk about it. It's very cute. Yeah, it is really cute. Should I watch it with my daughter? Um, yeah. Okay. Will we both cry? Uh, maybe. Okay. Depends on how, like, how susceptible you are to crying. Oh, I cry for almost everything. Then you'll probably cry. Okay, cool. He's crying right now. I don't know if you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wanted to keep that to myself. Thanks this movie for outing me, Jalen. This movie didn't get me to tears. Uh, first time I watched Coco got me to tears. Okay. That one's really sad. Coco yeah, I Coco. didn't like. Really? No? Yeah, yeah. Because because I'm Mexican and it's yeah. very pandery. Yeah, I bet. It was mm. like, <laughs> this is Mexican culture. And I was just like. This is not Mexican. This <laughs> <laughs> is a little offensive. No. Well, but that's I have a bias. Yeah. 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 yeah absolutely. Toy Story. I loved. I I cried in Toy Story. Yeah. There's no culture to Toy Story. No. It's just like watch these toys die and be afraid of it. Yeah. And you're just like, oh Jesus, that was rough. <laughs> Did oh, we really have to have remember. that scene where the toys were about to get incinerated? Oh my god. <laughs> they were terrified of their fucking mortality. Yeah. Uh, I guess we needed that scene. The other thing I've been watching is a lot of Simpsons. I've been watching a lot of early Simpsons. How early? I'm on season five right now. And you started from the beginning? Mm, season three, I think. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just like, picked a place to jump in. Yeah. I was like, I knew I wanted to watch Early Simpsons because Early yeah. Simpsons is actually really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, is New, oh, New Simpsons, be- I guess, became very formulaic, right? Um, I think it just relies too much on like pop, like current pop culture yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Became very self referential. Yeah. And like, <laughs> Old Simpsons does that too. It's just. Sure. I'm better with it. Okay. It's really funny. Um, I really like the Sideshow Bob episodes. Mm-hmm. There's, yeah. there's the one episode where, like, the first time he comes back and he's, like, he's like strapped under their car, like, chasing them. Yeah. And then he gets out and, he like, he steps on the rake and it hits him in the head. <laughs> he goes, like, Ugh. And then, like, he steps <laughs> yeah, back yeah. and does another step and it hits him again. It's yeah. another one and it does it again. And then it pans out and he's, like, surrounded by rakes. <laughs> and, he t- and, like, comedy is a rule of three. Yeah. They don't fucking care about that role in this scene. They like for a whole fucking minute and a half. It's just him stepping out, getting hit by a rake, going Ugh. then stepping in another direction, getting hit by a rake. It's just, like it doesn't end. It just it just fades out. The scene just fades out. Like they're so confident on how funny it is. Like they're just like we're just they commit to the bit. Yeah, they're right. It was the best scene I've ever seen in Simpsons. Um, yeah, I really I, I watched a lot of Simpsons when I was a kid. So like this, yeah. I'm remembering a lot of these episodes. So it's very nostalgic. It's very funny. I love Homer. Homer is such like a like you compare Homer to like Peter Peter Griffin and it's like it's miles apart. Like Homer is such like a fun loving goofy idiot like who sometimes like 
like a mean asshole, but then he's always immediately punished for it. Mm. Um, like he always learns his lesson. Like the one lesson um, where Marge gets tickets to the opera and he doesn't want to go, but he promises that he'll go. And then he ends up getting his hand stuck in a vending machine and then eventually his other hand stuck in another vending machine. <laughs> and he's like dragging them both behind him. And he's like, must meet Marge, must go to stupid opera. And like he doesn't want to go, but he's going to go. And he's like, because he's such a sweetheart and he loves Marge so much. You just compare that to like Peter who like beats his kids. And it's like, oh. Mm. And Homer beats his kids too, but. <laughs> I think that, he strangles Bart like every I think that gets played up though. And what I've seen, I've seen that happen like one time. In like two seasons, mm. like I don't think that happens nearly as much as people think they remember it happening. So I don't know. Maybe he does it more in later seasons, but who knows? Maybe they probably do. They probably have it more. Yeah, more. I'm sure it like happens occasionally, but I don't think it's like it's really not a common occurrence. Is all I'm saying. Um, you guys ever see like current Marge? Like her voice actor, like her voice is fucked up. Yeah, I've heard I that. Guess, yeah. yeah, I guess you really like. Hurt well, herself. Well, yeah, because you have to do that voice, and they—I don't think anyone expected The Simpsons to be as around as long as it did. Yeah, it's like when you commit to that voice, and then all of a sudden you're doing it for like 30 years. And she's got like a very serious contractual mm-hmm. obligation now yeah. to like continue mm. the series. Yeah. They've essentially bought her life now. Yeah, and so it's funny just like hearing her early work where it sounds pretty natural, and then later it's like really strained and forced. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like, you think I, they would have figured out a way to do that with like modulation? Yeah, yeah, maybe not though. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it's seems like pretty such hard a, to do it's that. such a unique voice. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked. We talked about. Didn't we talk about uh, South Park a little while ago? Or was that not you, you guys? Because you watched the documentary. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah I think, first the six or whatever. Yeah, we talked to... about how they stopped doing. They started pitching the voices up in post. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if Simpsons does that or not. I feel like they should. They probably should, but I don't think that just doesn't seem like. It seems like such a distinct thing that would be hard to rec- rep- replicate by uh, yeah. by a computer. Mm. But although, who's even watching The Simpsons at this point? Yeah, yeah also, like isn't, Simpsons, yeah, isn't like, it over too? No. Didn't they cancel no, it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. Well, no, so they won't. They're in like season forty. It's ridiculous. What are they going to do when uh, she dies? I don't know. Maybe she's they'll finally end the show. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like. I mean, or they'll get another. They'll get an impersonator and be like, "Now we're going to ruin your voice." Yeah. <laughs> oh, the cycle continues. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, it's just like Dark Souls. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking. Okay. Who's next, lead host? Oh, God damn it, John. You go next. Oh, I, okay, so I was trying to find... I watched this movie yesterday, and I can't remember for the life of me what it was called. It's called, right. like, something in the... We are in the dark, or, like, we hide in the what dark. What we do in the shadows? Yeah, it's yeah. not what we do in the shadows. Oh, okay. I keep thinking it's that one, but it's not. Okay. But basically, the movie is about these teenagers, and they have this, like like, douchebag friend... And they kill, like, he accidentally, like, dies, basically. They accidentally kill him. And, uh, it's all about, like, them, like, being super paranoid that people are gonna, like, find the body and then them going crazy. Wait, isn't that, I know what you did last summer? No, that's not, that's a, that's a different one. Oh, okay. Well, is it then, I still know what you did last summer? Nope, it's not, oh, it's not that. It's, it's less of a, it's not really a slasher movie and more of, like, a psychological is it, type of thing. It's like a play on the Telltale Heart, a Telltale Heart. Isn't that, like, the story of just, like, you know, someone murders someone and they hide like the body underneath the, floorboards, the floorboards and they start yeah. going, they start going crazy because yeah. they think they hear the, they can, like, the, heartbeat. Hear the heartbeat. Yeah, for right. Sure. That's like a well, plan. that's basically the gist of it. But it's, so it's, it is like a, it's a classic it's like an template that can yeah. be endlessly yeah. modified. Yeah, it's true. Okay. 
But yeah, that was neat. But it, the 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 ending wasn't satisfying, and the beginning made no sense. Oh, oh but boy, like, but like the, the middle, middle. <laughs> the middle was like actually just like a, a good movie but that in middle the middle. Was a vibe, just like a good sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's weird because like you could have like cut out the blast part and have the you front ever part. Had a sandwich with like ciabatta? No, oh. I don't even know what that is. Maybe you wouldn't talk like shit bread. about sandwich breads then. <laughs> Jesus. Super serious. Tell me how you really feel. God damn. But yeah, that movie, whatever it's called, it was fine. It's just the for some reason the beginning made no sense. For some reason. Yeah, because like the beginning scene is it's like it's in a, a high school. Maybe it's like supposed to be like symbolic or something like that. But it's like there's like these police in this high school and like a, a reindeer has like like come through the window and died in the classroom and then one of the police officers kicks the reindeer uh-huh and it's like As what is do. well i don't understand how this is symbolic of anything that's gonna happen in the movie that is weird yeah it's really strange um, i don't know death death is a theme right death is a theme i guess <laughs> i don't know Odd. but yeah i watched that and then i don't really think i watched anything else that was significant i did watch the first half of uh of uh, uh what's it called uh rise of skywalker actually oh yeah yeah yesterday, yesterday to bring it back to star to be wars fair, like rise of skywalker i kind of tuned out yeah no i i i like was like got to the middle and i was like no i'm not gonna yeah this, this is kind of a waste of time <laughs> i've already seen this i know where it's gonna go yeah but yeah i watched sure. that and then uh i that's all I'm, i can think of right now so i'm gonna pass it along to antonio uh i First, the first thing I want to talk about is that I gave up on Mr. Robot. Oh. It just was not engaging enough to continue. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, Remind us like, again. And you liked the first three seasons, right? Season one was a 10 out of 10. Oh, yeah. Season okay. two was a 9 out of 10, so almost perfect. Season three was like a 7 out of 10. It was still good, definitely watchable, but it was just like, you're getting a really, like, it seemed like it was, like, getting too i don't know it was like cringy how hard it was trying suddenly mm. and like cringe, bro. it was always kind of a cringy try hard show but it was like i don't know it was like way up its ass suddenly in season three like that shots were like super cinematic it was taking itself way seriously and i was like still good the content's still good so i'm, I'm in it it fell to like a six or seven out of ten um and then season four is just like it was so bad i stopped like, like it's still the same characters, but it's just so in your face about it that I was just like, nah, I'm, I'm not into yeah. the characters anymore. I don't care. I don't, I've heard I really the same. I've heard this uh, when when it was coming out. I've yeah. heard that trajectory for yeah. that for the series. Like it starts off amazing, and, yeah. And I, you know, it was it was like when it first came out, it was like, oh, Mr. Robot. Everybody was talking about Mr. Robot, and, yeah. and that was like a thing where it became Good. like a. I feel like there's some element of. Um, hypocrisy to that show mm-hmm. because it starts off uh very um anti-corporate mm-hmm. it and it's it's speaking to the way that humans are um like socially conditioned to accept this like mediocrity from government and um and a very limited um of like availability of options as far as like where your life can go and everybody's just kind of stuck in what they have to do and nobody's really doing what they want to do and everybody's fake and like that's like 
especially to a millennial culture uh, and and younger. I think Zoomers are like this too. It's very like, yeah, you know, like fight against the system, bro. But then eventually in season three, they start walking a lot of it back. And they're just like, well, we need this stuff in order to have order in the world. And the reason it exists is so that there's not um, wide scale predation. It's just, you know, overarching predation. And like it starts to kind of step on its own feet in a way that seems almost apologetic to the system. And that's <laughs> not why people like the show. People like the show because you were fighting the system. So for them to, in season three, it's just like, oh, no, the problem isn't um, the American capitalistic oppression. It's China. Mm. That's what mm. it becomes. Okay. And it's like, uh, what did you do here? You know, like, what, like this isn't what made the show compelling. And so I just stopped. Let it be a power fantasy about taking on the government. Why can't it just be that? You know, yeah. like, it, let it be a power fantasy about taking on corporations. But no, in the end, they couldn't even, like, they couldn't even commit to that. It had to be some, like, nebulous, like, foreign influence bullshit. So I was just like, this is stupid. I was just kind of over it. They were still kind of hitting you with some, like, poignant references, but, like, I wasn't really into it. And so I stopped watching that. Um, mm. Then I watched uh, Peaky Blinders. I started watching Peaky Ooh, Blinders. Peaky Blinders. I've yeah, never heard of that. Yeah, I've like heard that that's good. Yeah, Peaky Blinders has that girl that you like from Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah? Um, and it's not in season one, which is the only thing I've seen so far, but I finished season one, and it's a fucking home run. 10 out of 10 show. Fucking yeah, great it, prestige uh, television. Yeah, prestige. Uh, Celina Murphy plays the main actor. Um, he yeah. plays Scarecrow in Batman Begins. Yep, yep, um, yep. And uh, it's yeah, it's a really well done yeah. show. They get some really big actors later on in yeah. oh, the series yeah, yeah. as well. But um, like the story's good, the acting is great, the uh, the just the, the entire kind of production is like ten yeah. out of ten. 10 out I've of never 10. heard of the show. What it's uh, show? it's on Netflix. It's uh, so it's a show about a um, it's like nineteen nineteen um, in I think it's Liverpool. And uh, there's a gang called the Peaky Blinders that um, they're like bookies. Uh, and their thing is that they want to be more legitimized, so they're yeah. trying to like take, um, like control of a like a uh, race ho- horse track. Yeah. Uh, and at the same time, they stumble on some weaponry that the um that was headed for like an African country yeah. from the government on accident, mm. and the and like a young Winston Churchill. Sends, uh, yeah. uh, yeah, sends, sends Sam Neill, Sam Sam Neil. Neil. Uh, uh, which is like, um, he is a, like a police a commissioner guy to kind of investigate where those guns went. So there's just like a lot of like intrigue and a lot of like cool, like old timey England gang shit going on. Huh. And all the characters are pretty like cool to watch because they're all like stoic and hard asses and everybody's just like living a like a hard life type shit and it's just it's good prestige television really is, yeah, is all it's it a is. very dark and gritty yeah, series yeah. you know you know the main character is very much just like he you know grit grit yeah you yeah, know he's, he's a he has like a what is it called all those wars he's a like, he's a tortured soul he's a torture sure. tortured yeah, soul yeah. so so yeah so peaky blinders huge recommend love it cool uh then i watched a couple of movies with janet uh we watched um uh oh goodfellas Oh, okay. Which is an old classic. Oh, classic. Uh, yeah. We were just kind of like uh, roaming around Netflix because uh, I, you know, I only I just canceled my Netflix. It's like I it I just had my last day for it yesterday, and so we were just kind of going through and seeing, you know, what what last minute movies do we want to watch before Netflix is gone. And um, the uh, funny enough, I might re actually restart Netflix because Peaky Blinders is a Netflix original. Yeah. So 
That's what I was going to say. I yeah, like, I might, I might do it for one more month just so I, I can finish up the series. You were done. Right. I was like, well, yeah. you're not going to watch FIFA. Because I just started watching. I'm just like, oh, I, I only have like this last month of, uh, it was like a week ago, yeah. uh, of Netflix. So I might as well like get to some of the shows that I've been wanting to watch. And I watched Peaky Blinders season one and it was good. And I was just like, ah, fuck, you know, like now I'm not going to have it. So I might, I might reanimate it for one more month. But uh, we watched Goodfellas. What a great movie that is. I forgot mm-hmm. why we started watching it because it was, it was, oh, it was, um, because uh, when the you know like when you're hovering over your uh, movie and Netflix it just starts playing. Yeah, I was like saying the words to Janet. And we were like laughing about it because I, I've watched that movie enough that I know most of it by heart. And so we were just like, "Fuck it, let's just watch Goodfellas." Great movie. I, I fucking love that movie. Fucking love that movie. And then um, after that, we watched a movie called Catch Me If You Can with oh, uh, Leo, Leonardo and Tom DiCaprio, mm. and um, and Tom Hanks. And that is uh, another really just fun movie. Yeah. Like, have you guys ever seen Catch Me? If you no, can? I've never oh, seen that. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen uh, Goodfellas? I've seen Goodfellas. Yeah. Oh, oh, you should watch Goodfellas. Goodfellas is good, but Catch Me If You Can that's even more niche. Goodfellas is like cinema classic. Like, yeah, that, that's I've a heard about it. Good one to watch. Scorsese. One of course, is Scorsese. Scorsese's classic yeah. gangster films. One of the big gangster films. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It set the precedent. That one in Casino really set that the precedent one Casino. for what he was going to do. Yeah. And then, um, uh, Catch Me If You Can is just more of like a fun movie. It's about a guy who actually existed, who was like a big con man when he was a kid. He mm. he was like sixteen when he ran away from home and he started like conning people, forging checks and stuff. Yeah, like that. so yeah. he started with forging checks and then he started. Um, uh, he impersonated mm. an airline pilot and like just was an airline pilot then. <laughs> uh, wow. And, yeah, and he was seventeen at the time. Like he was a kid, kid. Wow. And then um and then he impersonated a doctor. And he was like eighteen. Oh wow! And then he impersonated a lawyer. You know, like he was just like it was all hitting, just about confidence. He was yeah. Just, <laughs> he, he was he was like really in these like incredibly like huge positions. Like he was like a like a director of a part of the hospital for a while. Wow! Just because he like forged all his documentation and like just was the thing. You know, like and eventually um, the FBI caught up to him because he was forging a lot of checks and right. uh, and then he you know like became an informant for the FBI or like he helped in the in the check fraud division or whatever okay but the movie is super compelling you know like there's a like great characters great kind of like story so if you guys ever want to watch just like a like I, I got some time to kill you want to just watch a movie with like you know your girlfriend or something yeah. that's a that's a good one if you also, like that kind of yeah. stuff yeah go ahead um, you guys should watch Great Pretender on Netflix which is an anime that has been Likened to Catch Me If You Can. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. That's okay. interesting, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, very much inspired by that from what I've heard. I've never yeah. seen the movie, but... Yeah. Check it out. And Great Pretender's really good. Yeah, you gotta check that out then. Yeah. I'll check it out. So, yeah, it's that's... on Netflix. But that's... Oh, fuck me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. that's that's all I got, guys. That's all <laughs> Catch I've been me if watching. You can. Catch Me If You Can has a really great, like, one of those classic uh, movie openings where it's like the... Um, they do, like, a, an animated, like... Style oh yeah! With, oh, like, the way yeah. it's also like so well done. Yeah, like, you classic. don't see those anymore. You see the little characters chasing each other, and there's yeah. like all this like abstract art and stuff like that. You don't see that too often, but when you get yeah. a really good one, yeah, that's right. We, we were watching Christmas Vacation over Christmas. Yeah. Um, my friend said that she didn't like the animated opening for that. She thought yeah. it was pretty pointless. For what? Uh, Christmas Vacation. Oh, sure. Yeah. When it's one that's really well done, I appreciate it. I can appreciate a really well because you could just open up, you can open up a film and just have it a sweeping shot of a city and just a bunch of like mm-hmm. names yeah, fly by you. And that's, that's oh, like uh, the, sp- actually speaking of, I also did I did I talk about having watched The Shining? Did I already talk about that last week? Oh, I watched The Shining. Cool. Okay. Yeah. How was it? Which one? The Shining. The, the new one. The Shining. Yeah, The Shining. The Shining with Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. The Shining. Not the one. Not, 19, the, not the Stephen King. Nineteen seventy nine. Not the Stephen King one. No, no, no. Or nineteen eighty or whatever. The old, old one. Yeah. 
what did I think of it? I thought it was long. It, it is long. <laughs> yeah. It's really well done, but long, longer than it needs to be, longer than I had patience for. Like, it was good. You know, the performances were good. I liked what he was doing with it. It was really well shot. Uh, Kubrick clearly knew what he was doing, but it had the pacing sensibilities of a it's 1979 a I think a lot of Kubrick movies are real slow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a slow burn. A 2001, yeah, sure. A Space Odyssey. Yeah. When I saw that, I fell asleep, and then I saw it a second time, and I literally had to hold my eyes open, a clockwork orange style, <laughs> All right. to not fall asleep the second time, because I said to myself, I'm not going to try a third time to watch this movie. I'm going to finish this fucking movie so that I never have to watch it again. Uh, and it was fine. You know, <laughs> 2001: A Space Odyssey must have been really cool when it came out. I thought it was out. cool when I saw it, but I was like, a- after going and trying to watch it again, I was like, okay, this is way too slow. Yeah, man. Like I was like, uh, I heard that I'm movie not... was a big change of pace when it came out. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, it yeah, changed the sure. formula a lot. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and Kubrick is known as one of the best directors of all time, and he earned it, and that's fine. I don't want to contest that. Uh, I just thought it was a lot of me kind of just waiting around for something to happen. And when things were happening, and things are happening the whole time, but it's just like the um, – so every uh, scene traditionally in movies has a um, a rising action, a climax, and a falling action. Every And like the movie has that. It's a, it's Most movies are in three parts or in three acts, but every scene should be like that too. Uh, but with Kubrick, he was – Getting to the – he was doing the rising action slowly. He wanted to really build that tension in every scene. Mm-hmm. And cool. That's artistic and really well done, and I, and I applaud him for it. But also he really took his time with it. Right. And and um, I think what it is is that he was um, he was indulging in the art of cinema. But, but in some ways, especially now, it's a little overindulgent. And so I, won't, I wouldn't call it masturbatory because I think it was – more than for its own state sake, masturbatory. Yeah, like I like I don't think that he was just like, oh, this, I'm so good, you know. Like I don't. Think I just think like the pronunciation of that word is funny. It's so you you say it like a fancy hatted man. Well, Masturb- how would you say? How would I'd you say, say masturbatory? Masturbatory. That sounds too much like masturbate, which but I know that's is what like, it is. Yeah, but I, it's, yeah, so, it's too evocative words. of like actually jerking off. Masturbatory <laughs> sounds more of like a. Like a term. So you're saying when Kubrick does it, it's masturbatory. No, when things are masturbatory, I'm not trying to make you think of somebody jerking off. Which, where if I said (laughs) masturbatory, it would be like, was he jerking off? Or aren't they the same word? It's the same word. Same word pronunciation. I just no. I just feel like one of them is more indicative of a term, whereas the other one is more indicative of touching your dick. I guess I see what you mean. Okay, but but anyway, I'm still going to call it masturbatory. Yeah, that's fine. It's funnier. Sure. So okay. Anyway, I wouldn't call it that (laughs) because I don't think that he was like trying to do it for the sake of like stroking himself. Sure. I think that really what it was is that he was indulging in the art of filmmaking in a way that few people probably had the technical ability to do. But it's also because I'm I'm actually not super into the art of filmmaking. Uh, I have this conversation with the, with my other friend Jason, the guy that I do the Minorities Report podcast with. Um, it, we, he likes that a lot. Te- mm-hmm. The the technical proficiency of yeah. filmmaking, he loves that shit. And like he's like really like hyper fixated on like pacing and like um you know like tone and and the cinematography. And like I couldn't give a shit about any of that. The thing that I'm into is is the story engaging. Am I having fun with what you're doing? And I'm not paying attention to the shot and the fucking Dutch angles or whatever the fuck. Who I don't care about that. 
And so with uh, with Kubrick, he was the master of art of of the artful, you know, um, filmmaking. I am not really into it. And so cool for people who really appreciate cinema, even better. But for me, who was really into just like the things that were happening in the story, I was just like, okay, this is good. I wish it was a little quicker. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, but that's it. Okay. That's it. That's all I got, guys. Okay, cool. Jelani's turn. Oh, hey. Hi, guys. Whoa. <laughs> uh, Talk now. Yeah, the only thing that uh, I probably will touch on here that I watched was I watched Wonder Woman. Yeah, my, the new one. Oh, yeah. I watched that too, actually. I think a, a couple weeks ago, but yeah. Uh, yeah. What did you think? Uh, it's fine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. It's okay. Um, I've heard very mixed reviews. So here's the thing. I've heard only bad reviews. Really? Yeah. So here's the thing, right? Scathing ones, too. Yeah. So the, here's the thing, right? Um, it's a fun film, right? But uh, there's a lot of things that are wrong with this film, right? I the, hear it harkens back to a more, um, like, like a brighter, more levity kind of superhero movie yeah. where everything's a little bit more like nineteen kind of sixties kind of fun. Here's the thing, right? Because it takes it's supposed to take place in the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. And I don't. I feel like why? Like the eighties did nothing for it. The, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, where is the eighties in this? Like I, got, <laughs> I got no I tone of eighties. Yeah. Right. There was no like there whether was, it was the eighties or the forties, it wouldn't have made there a fucking difference. There was hardly any eighties music, so I was like, what? Okay, so like the use that's like the basic. Like level. it was like okay, so the basic level you could have set the tone was yeah. here's the music. Yeah. Right? Barely, I could have I could have watched clips of this movie and just been like, this seems like it's in modern times. Right. right There's only yeah. a couple things where it's like, oh. Here's a phone, you know. Here's a, here's a, here's a regular, you know, like. Yeah. But I was like, this. Why? Why did this? Why? Did, what was the point of it being in the eighties? Right? Because like eighties is hot right now, Jelani. No, is it? No, it I didn't. No, is I, it? I, it, I mean, eighties nostalgia has been like a thing for a while, but it does not. It doesn't ended. actually do anything for the film. Right? Yeah. Right. There's a lot of continuity errors in this film. Yeah. A lot of continuity errors in this film. Mm. Right. Um. What a surprise. Where it's just like, one, you didn't care about it connecting to even the, your DC, you know, universe that you have set up. Well, two, you barely is have there it. One? You barely have it. Uh, and that's the thing where it's like, that's the whole, whole thing is like, you're not even connecting it to the stuff that you had already. Yeah. You're not connecting it even to the film story wise that you have set up already. Right. I feel like DC is trying real hard not to be Marvel and failing it. Trying, but hard they want to be Marvel so bad. Yeah, but they don't want to be Marvel. Yeah, they want to so. be Marvel, but they don't want to be Marvel. Sounds like you guys <laughs> should stop trying. Yeah, well, they should so. probably just stop making movies and close all the DC things, and then we'll never have to hear about any. <laughs> hey, don't ever. Hey, take hey. away my DC comics. Ch- chill out, chill out, chill out. AT and T's already trying to take away your DC comics. They almost closed the studio. Well, I don't care about that. No, I'm just saying there was almost no DC comics. Okay, anymore. well. It was gonna like go bankrupt or something. All right. Well, I think they sold AT or AT and T sold it or was gonna sell it because it was just like defunct. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Moving on. So like, I really enjoy. Again, I enjoyed DC stuff. I enjoyed the Wonder Woman. You know, animated movies. Yeah. Like animated stuff, comic stuff. So I, I enjoy the DC stuff, but like this movie was okay if you like the first one this one's i would say a step down <laughs> you'll like the one. second one less if, it's a step down from it but i i'd say it's still I, I could say you could still say it's 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 well done but the, the whole thing is like there's a lot of problems for me um continuity wise uh story wise um 
it if you just don't think about anything, I guess, then yeah, sure. That here's your here's your <laughs> fun fun film. Um, but there were some good highlight moments in it. I think that like uh, um, Chris Pine coming back into this, I think he was the strongest point in this film. Yeah, wow. Um, and I've heard that that's like pretty stepping on your own toes kind of thing. Or it's just like they're kind of saying that you know she couldn't be a character without a male lead kind of thing. And and here's the thing, right? And this is just going to be the bare bones truth about uh, uh, I love Gal uh, Gadot in the, uh, as Wonder Woman, but I don't think she's a strong actor. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that. But I love her as Wonder Woman. I think she's great. Right? I think she's really pretty. Yeah, but I don't really. Wow. I never really liked her in any. So her only value is her beauty, Antonia. As an actress, yeah, because like <laughs> I, I haven't, actress. I haven't really like. I mean, I'm sure she's a whole real person in real life, but what? like, yeah. <laughs> wait a second, take Hold that on. back. No, but like, I've never seen her in a movie where I was just like, wow, Gal Gadot really brought something to the. Where, like, I'm always so, just like, so like I'm saying, she just I, brought I a pretty face. Yeah, I, I, I think that you know she. She can be fun. She she uh, fills a role very well, I think. But at the same time, I don't think that uh, she herself is a super strong actor. Um, but that's just my opinion on that. Um, but yeah, bringing Chris Pine, We've I think that I think billion dollar franchises, and then they put like what a lot of subpar mediocrity into every decision. Who they're going to cast as a character, what they're going to write as a story, how they're going to edit the final product. These are billion-dollar intellectual properties, and they're just like, let's be safe by what? By choosing bad stuff? Like, I don't even under because like a lot of times what you're, what you're hearing is, well, studios are just being safe. They're they're trying to do risk assessments, so they get like, you know, like an actor that's more um, th- there's more security around how much money they're going to bring, and uh, they 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 fuck around with the plot so that it just makes more sense, and they cast a little bit of a wider audience, and more people are going to be like less offended by it, or whatever it is that they. They do for the risk assessment, but the end products for all of these in billion dollar intellectual properties that are coming out of DC are just like bad. They're like super convoluted and poorly acted. I, I don't like, I don't even understand where the mentality behind like the safe plays are. It seems like these are bad, unsafe plays that they're making. Sure. Uh, yeah. And so uh, I lost my train of thought. Where, where are we going <laughs> here? Uh, yeah. So. If you liked it, uh, more power to you. Um, I wish I, I really wanted to like it. Uh, but <laughs> if you liked it, you're wrong. Uh. Um, I thought you know that there was. I don't know, John. Did you like it? Uh, so uh, my my opinion is that it didn't stuck. It didn't. It didn't suck, but it did stink. Ooh. That that's mm-hmm. that's my review of it. Mm-hmm. Is that like I I think I got to the end and I, and I was like that movie. It wasn't a good movie, but I did watch it. Did you, did it, you watch it did, Shazam? I did not watch Shazam. Um, I did. Oh, actually, you know what? I did watch Shazam, actually. Not in the theater, though. Did you watch Shazam? I did watch Shazam. Did you guys like Shazam? I, I like Shazam. Shazam, yeah. I, I like Shazam. Shazam a lot. Um, I think that there's I a... Co- you didn't I, like Shazam. I think there's a... Co- <laughs> we talk, you, me, and, me and Antonio have talked about this before, but yeah, he doesn't like Shazam. But, uh, I think it's a baby movie for babies. <laughs> I think it's... I think tonally, I think it was better than what they had put out, but at the same time, you know, they were putting out you know, not great stuff at the same time. So yeah, yeah like, I feel like a lot of these DC conversations are always just like, well, in comparison to other DC yeah, movies, that's the same thing as Star Wars, though. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. yeah so, sure. like I said, I, I, would you sh- compare sh- them to sh- the greater world? Yeah. They're just like, oh no, well they all suck. <laughs> but but this one compared to the worst one is not so bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think Shazam is a huge step up from what they have, but uh, and they tonally, I think it it's probably what they should have been going for. Um, but you know, the thing is like, they're all over the place with every single film. Um, you know, uh, every film doesn't connect with what they have already set up, you know, 
Aquaman yeah. came out was a fun film. I think it made a bunch of money too. Yeah, it did well. But at the same time, it did not match the tone of the character they had set up in the other stuff. So it's like it's a total different character. So like, what are you doing? Um, the same thing with this. Uh, this Wonder Woman is not the Wonder Woman they portrayed in the other films. So it's like, well, okay, is this a separate thing or not? You know? Um, right. Yeah. Wasn't this one? The first one was in like the forties, right? Which is just yeah, during World War. A different person. No, it was now. even earlier. I it was thought. World War Two. Was it? II. I thought it was World War One. No, it might be one. I don't know. The Germans were the bad guys. You tell me. The Germans were the bad they're, guys. In both World both Wars. <laughs> it was one of the what? All right, time to move on to the what you playing segment. This time we're going to start with Jelani. Oh, hey, yeah. <laughs> what we're playing. You never get to start. Oh, my God. I get to start today? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love it. Unless he's got something that he really wants yeah. to say, and then he just steamrolls us. He's yeah. just like, you know what, guys? We're not even going to do this segment Running because I have something over. to say today. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah uh, still still on that Stardew Valley uh, stream. Uh, oh, cute. Lots of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still yeah. having a really great time. Good vibes, good chills. Uh, and then uh, we, me and Antonio reunited on a raft uh, with Will this We reunited, week. and it felt so good. Uh, yeah, exactly. Three the three handsome boys on a raft. Yeah, uh, this week <laughs> got to play raft for a little uh, for the first time in a little while, and yeah, that was that was cool. This you this... know what that was? That was a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Ding! <laughs> it was a vibe. Uh, it took us. We, we had to get right back into it, but once we got started going, I, I yeah. blinked and I blinked and I was like, oh crap, it's late <laughs> for sure. Yeah, no, we uh we got the um zip lines. Oh god! And we we did that whole Shakabra. yeah. That was really fun too. <laughs> yeah, we did the the water pumping. Uh, uh, there's the, a fun yeah, clip on. I it. saw that yeah. clip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's a yeah, there's a great clip of pumping that. Tony, but yeah, yeah, if you guys get a chance, go check check out the uh, our video of that uh, saved in our backlog on Twitch, Twitch.tv/popsary network. But yeah, uh, this this past we we played some more raft. We uh, came up into like a kind of weird puzzle slash just hodgepodge of like trailers on an island. And yeah, it was, it was just, a city. Yeah, it was it, like a town. And yeah. It was lived in too, yeah, which is yeah. great. There was a lot. It looked like it probably housed at least a hundred people. Yeah, because there were um, there were many spires of uh, cargo uh, carts or cargo yeah, car- boxes. Yeah, cargo boxes that were turned in the yeah, homes and they were like tricks. stacked on each other. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and it was uh, like um, Ready Player One style. Oh, okay. yeah. gotcha. Yeah, uh, but it was obviously on a like a desert island. And there was a lot going on. There were a lot of different buildings. There was the mayor's house. We were ziplining all over the place. It was really cool. There was a point where I just started diving because I saw that there was like a, like a, like a, um, an air hose. Yeah. Some hose that just went in, in, underwater. And I'm like, I'm going to go see where this goes. I didn't have a, like a oxygen tank or anything like that. I was just like, I want to go see where this goes. It turns out it went deep. Yes. Mm. Uh, but I randomly found the metal detector. Uh, pieces under that, and we never actually found any titanium. Oh, we gotta, we gotta, yeah, we'll so figure that out next but, week yeah. Friday. Tune in, mm. we'll find titanium. I oh promise. boy, yeah, please, thank God. Fuck, yeah, uh, yeah, we, I can't wait. When we find titanium, what can we do? We can do so, like a bunch of crazy shit now, right? Like like big water purifiers and things like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm so really like yeah, we're actually gonna have like and yeah, we've been remodeling the boat now. Oh, uh, battery chargers, battery chargers. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I've been tossing batteries off the boat. Yeah. Put it in the water. <laughs> like, oh, this one's empty. Toss it out the boat. Yeah, <laughs> should have been saving. Yeah, I can't, I was like, I had a, I had a, had a ton oh, of biofuel too. Yeah, at one point I had like a a, a crate full of empty batteries. It's like, do we need these batteries, guys? I don't know if there's a way. I asked the chat too. I was like, do I? Is there a way to charge it? And everyone Nobody was knew. like, everyone was like, no. And I was you like, you know what? I do Chuck, prefer though because we, we do these like Chuck. live. We play this game live, and yeah. a lot of people jump into the chat, and we're, we're pretty chatty with them. But one of the, one of the things that I don't like are 
are backseat gamers uh-huh. that that are just like, um, oh, you know, if you if you do this, you know, like um, you can get this. And I'm just like, well, you know, like I don't want to know that, you know, like I want to figure that out. That's part of the fucking point of the game. Uh, like, and that's not to say that that people don't like make helpful suggestions because there's a lot of people who are just like, um, you can consolidate this, you know, like or you should think about doing something like this that's always cool but when people spoil it like oh uh somebody told us um when we were on the bear island right before we were on the bear island somebody spoiled that there was like a mama bear on there oh. and i was just like oh man like i wanted to know i didn't want to know that yet you know like and you know just little things like that i, I always have to like be careful i love the thing that i love about uh the live games is the chat the mm, chat yeah. is my favorite part I love communicating with the chat. Yeah. Because it's like you're getting to you know, hang out with people, you know, like that are just like, oh, go do this. That's cool. I like this. Or we're all making jokes about what's happening. But when you spoil things for me in the game, dude, I'm playing the fucking game, man. Don't spoil that shit. <laughs> no. I love chat. I love chat so much. And they come in and they talk with us. That's it's yeah. it's such a great moment. Um but that's what we they should do. We should put a <laughs> we should put a, a thing in the chat that says don't spoil things for us. No spoilers. No, in the that's chat. true. Yeah, I'm sure there. Yeah, there is a tab for that. I could. I could. There was uh, somebody's chat that I was hanging out with in the other day, uh, who said no backseat gamers unless I ask, and mm. I was just like, yeah, that's how it should be. <laughs> you know, like don't tell me what's gonna happen unless I ask what's gonna happen. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Uh, let me see. So that was Raft. That was Stardew. Um, yeah, that's prim- uh, primarily what I have really jumped into so that's all i got for you all right antonio's next i played a game called raft with Whoa. my friend jelani wow really yeah, yeah so i've already talked about that raft was really fun this week uh i also played uh, a game of warhammer 40k yeah i played mm-hmm. a 500 point game of, against my friend jack he brought a list that by all intents and purposes so like he was going to bring imperial guard uh, and Imperial Guard is usually a lot of dudes. Mm-hmm. And so I brought a list that can handle a lot of dudes. I brought – so I expected him to have like just squads and squads because at 500 points you can still fit in a lot of Imperial Guard in there. So I thought he was going to have like squads and squads and squads of guard. And so I brought one sorcerer, and it's not even like a crazy sorcerer, just a regular sorcerer. And then I brought two squads of Rubric Marines, a squad of Terminators, and two chaos spawn that I actually didn't end up using because I thought I could summon them in. It turns out that I have to like they're not demons; they're like chaos spawn. It's a whole different thing. So I ended up being fifty points deficient because I had sunk fifty points in those things. I couldn't even bring them to the game. So it was just my two squads of rubric rains, my terminators, and one sorcerer. I expected to fight a ton of dudes, so I brought a ton of guns so that I could kill a lot of guys. Normally, what I bring is a lot of sorcerers, just because I like it. But I didn't mm-hmm. do it this time. I held back. And then he goes, well, well, list do you want to play? Do you want to play a tank list or, or a body list? And I'm just like, I don't care, dude. You do you. Because I didn't also want to cheat because I had built a list around the big body list. So if I told him, bring a big body list, that was kind yeah. of like me saying, bring the list that I can beat easily. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I felt shitty. It, it felt like uh, not the right way to win. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, you pick, man. He brought tanks. So I made a list. The exact opposite of what was going to help me in this game. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, and he brought so he brought a tank commander. So it's a Lehman Rust tank. That's his HQ. Mm-hmm. And then he brought two more Lehman Rust tanks, and then a squad of Scions that he kept in the back. Those are like elite guard. They're the squads of five instead of squads of ten. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, I'm going to get fucked in this game. 
And it turns out I did not. I beat him more resoundly than I have ever beaten anyone in a regular game of 40K. Wow. Yeah, like it was like a play class. Like I whooped the fuck out of him. It was um, my sorcerer rolling hot on his psychic. Like I would be like, roll, made the psychic, roll, really good attack. And like it was I, I every turn that I had. So he went first, moved up. I, my first turn, Popped his HQ, his tank commander, oh. destroyed one oh, turn. that's unfortunate. Yeah. No more orders. Now, then he, uh, re- like, decimated m- one of my squads of H- or of Rubric Marines. But then turn two, I brought down my Terminators and popped his uh, his second Lehman Rust tank and then two Ooh. damage to another one. And then the third turn, I popped the third Lehman Rust tank. And, like, every time he lost the Lehman Rust, he had a third less yeah. stuff to shoot yeah, me with. like a third of your army. <laughs> yeah. And yep. so, like, he had – he lost one Lehman Rust. The second turn, he lost another Lehman Rust. What are you even going to yeah. do to me at this point? He fired all he could. I popped a third Lehman Rust. And then it was just, like, his scions in the back right. to, like, a lot of firepower. And he was just like, good game. Yeah. <laughs> five, five guys aren't going to make the game. Yeah, they were going to get <laughs> destroyed. Unfortunate. Um, yeah, they yeah. probably would have gotten killed by my sorcerer. Like literally, just round the corner and do the psychic, and they would have it would, they would have killed him. So last week you said mm-hmm. that you should never win a game because of rolling hot. Mm-hmm. No, and so I, what, what does that feel like? No, no, no. So, so yeah, the you you should never lose a game or win a game because of your dice. It should always be because of your skill. But sometimes you will <laughs> sometimes lose or happens. win because yeah. of the dice. And like like you can. It's a it's a game of averages, you know, you're rolling dice. Sometimes you can have a dice game where it's just kind of sucked. Now, you can play well. You can mm-hmm. buffer against that stuff. Uh and when you're rolling hot, it's the exact opposite. You can play well enough that if you're rolling badly, you're still strategically making good decisions and maybe get a chance to win even if you're rolling badly. But if you're playing that well and also you're rolling hot, well, then you're going to decimate. You know, you get like you all the luck is on your side. You know, like you that you're playing a dice game and your dice are rolling well for you. That's a good thing. And mm-hmm. so it'll just make you winning easier. I for in the reality of the situation had every reason to lose this game. It was it was a list that was specifically aimed at being able to kill specifically what I brought. Uh, but I, I made some good decisions. Tactically, I made some good decisions. I was very well positioned in a way that I couldn't immediately get destroyed by his tanks. And by the time he rolled up on me, I rolled well enough that I could pop his tanks each one turn. As soon as one of them was gone, the the the, um, the odds were in my favor. And then the when the second one was gone, I was just like, boy, you do not have enough. You know, like you're <laughs> just you're like there's no more firepower coming in. Uh, and then on the third one, it was just like, okay, that was a quick game. Uh, but it was fun. I, uh, ha- had forgotten what winning at 40k was like. Oh. Because I, because I, uh, no, and, and it's not a, that's not a, like a, oh, you know, I never win. I specifically don't win because I don't bring lists to win. I bring lists because, like, there are things, I love army building. I was having this conversation with a friend of mine. So there are three types of people who play Warhammer. There's the kind of person who likes collecting. There's a kind of person who likes gaming. There's the kind of person who likes army building, right? I'm army builder first, gamer second, collecting third. I don't really care about collecting the models, you know? Like, I I like to get what I like. Um, And gaming is fun. I love the game aspect, but not as... I don't sacrifice my army for the game aspect. I'm not going to not buy things that I like or the opposite, buy things that I like 
because they're going to be good in the army. Like, for instance, the best model that a Thousand Suns player can bring is Magnus the Red. Mm. It's one of the best models in mm-hmm. 40K. I've heard. But I don't like Magnus the Red as a character, and so I refuse to buy him. I don't like him. I don't like him in, as a character. And even though he's, like, one of the best things that you can bring, I don't like him. And uh, same thing with, like, demons. You, If you really want to win with Thousand Suns, you bring a lot of demons. I don't bring any demons because I just don't like demons. I don't think that they're cool. I want to play Rubric Marines and Armon, and I just like to play the way that I play. I like to play very Sorcerer Heavy. That's bad ways of playing. And so when I play, I usually lose because I make dumb decisions like that. I don't let the game sacrifice the army, whereas most people don't let the army sacrifice their game. They want the Ws. Uh, so when I say, I forgot how much I, you know, like what, like winning in 40k was like, it's just because I bring bad lists, not because I'm a bad player or anything like that. I just, I just don't care enough about that. So he says. (laughs) I mean, you know, it was so funny because somebody called me a casual over the weekend. Oh. And I was just like, a casual? My job is literally Warhammer. Like, I, I, I couldn't You are a professional, in fact. Yeah, exactly. I'm literally the opposite of a casual. I live and breathe Warhammer. I'm always reading up on it. I'm always hearing people talk about it. It's literally my job. But the, um, the, the want to win to me isn't as important as the want to build my cool army. Right, which, which, yeah. And so, like, you know, when I play, I just play the stuff that I wanted to bring this time, and a lot of times I lose. So the the winning one in a regular game was like, <laughs> oh, what? You know, like, when it was stacked against you. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. I, and, and especially when it was stacked against me, it was just a fun win. Um, playing another game this Saturday, so I'll tell you what that was like. And uh, the last game that I've been playing is a uh, little Dungeons & Dragons. Oh yeah. So uh I'm playing a little D and D now. Uh started a chat game. Yeah. Uh, I think we talked about this last week, right? Yeah. On the radio? You may have the, mentioned it, I'm not sure. I think we I think we talked about it after the podcast. Yeah. Actually, I'm not hundred percent sure, but we did start that, that chat game. Uh so far of the four PCs in the chat game, only one of them has started. The mm. other three are um I don't know, taking their time. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I start. Yeah, I got another one today that's yeah. ready to start. Okay, and then the other two are not a hundred percent there yet. Okay, that's how I'm going to chalk it up. But the one where I have started, the one player who has started, uh, is in it, and it's like I had forgotten how much I liked the chat game. Yeah, you know, like the you, you can be so detailed. Like exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's there's something much more seemingly more immersive about a chat mm-hmm. game, uh, because it's almost like you're writing a book together, mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. it's really fun. Uh, to just do that, it takes more time. Uh, it's more in your face all the time. It's like in my pocket, kind of like burning a hole in my pocket all the time. Mm-hmm. Like going, hey man, are you going to reply or what the fuck? <laughs> and, and it also asks a lot of the DM because you're constantly having to like, you can, and now that you can really get into it, you must really get into it. Or at the very least, that's kind of how I did it. And so, uh, some of you remember the first like chat that, uh, chat game that we did. Yes, and I when, remember. When we were going good, it was good. It was mm-hmm. like it was like this really engaging kind of thing. It it tapered off uh, when I burnt out, but I I think like what we talked about last time, a lot of that was just I added too many people. I I burnt out because I tried to uh, stretch myself too thin. Right. I think keeping it uh, at a low player count is probably the the move. Uh, but I like I I've been playing it for a couple of days now, two days now, and uh, and it's been fun so far. 
I'm planning on starting all the PCs in different areas and having them meet each other organically. Oh. Uh, and so that's going to be like um, like you'll have gotten some story in before you meet each other. Cool. You'll all have experienced different parts of the world and different things that are going on before you start meeting each other. That way, when you talk, you guys are all bringing some experience to the table that the other people haven't seen. Uh, different characters that you've seen, different plot elements that you've seen. Uh, so I'm really excited about about kind of weaving that all together. Those are things that you can really only do in a in a, mm-hmm. uh, a chat game. You know, you you can't sit down with five players and have be having five different fucking games. Uh, it is a different experience. We can you can pal around like f- one each for a while, and then maybe one of you will find another person, and then it'll be like a two player for a little while and then you'll find the third and then the fourth person will show up you know like that's the kind of thing and maybe you guys split up again if you guys want to like that's the kind of thing that i really like that's actually why i want to keep it a little bit smaller this right. time so that i have less t- let's have a hard time doing that because the mul- the the almost like mmo aspect of the chat game is kind of what like you know gets my nipples a little hard <laughs> yeah so um so yeah so that's that's what i've been doing guys fantastic cool. yeah i want to hear from john now okay I haven't really played anything, unfortunately. Ooh. Oh, great. Yeah. What have you been designing? I have, actually. I've Ooh. been working on a game project. Uh, so, yeah, that's been really, really cool. Hooray. Yeah, I believe I mentioned that in the last podcast. Yes. Yeah, I did. It was part of your New Year's resolution. It was, yeah. And uh, I'm excited about it. It's Again, it's not really super concrete. I think it's going to be like a Metroidvania-type game. It's going to have, like, stuff. Stuff. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but other than that, I can't really... I, I'm not really... Uh, confident enough to like say it on record so yeah yeah, yeah. Cool. okay yeah john approached me with some questions via i did messenger the other day and i got very excited because his oh. first ac- his first question was like what do you like about metrovania games i'm like yeah okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun all right excellent so you're done uh yeah i mean yeah that's pretty much all i want okay. to talk about i have a lot to talk about all right oh please go boy okay so some games i've been meaning to talk to about for a while but i keep forgetting about them so i'm doing them now before i forget First one is called A Robot Called Fight, which is a bargain game I found on the Steam sale during the holiday season. Uh, I got it for like $2, and it's a Metroidvania roguelike game where you have to like unveil and explore like a Metroidvania-esque map, and then like if you die, you got to start the whole thing over again. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's, um, it's, <laughs> so it's called A Robot Called Fight? It's called A Robot Called Fight. Okay. Um... It's it's pretty good. It's got a lot of cool like weapon variations and um some interesting bosses cuz like it's like um it's like a robot world and there's like a seeping corruption but the instead it's like a role reverse where like it's it's like a flesh virus where like these weird oh. flesh monsters are like attacking this robot situation uh, civilization. Um so it's a cool aesthetic. Uh it's got pretty good combat. It's a little clunky. And it, it's like out of all the roguelikes I've played, um, it, it feels a little bit like the most punishing. Out of like, if you die, you got to start the whole thing over, and it's kind of a tedious process because it's Metroidvania. Um, so it's pretty good. I've sunk a good amount of hours into it though, and I got it for two bucks. So I wanted to talk about it. It was pretty good. I doubt it's two bucks anymore. Probably not. Yeah, probably not. The other one I started to play um, is Travis Strikes Back, which is the kind of uh, is that the in between? Yeah, it's like two the two point five ish kind oh. of thing. It's a completely different style of game. It's like a top down kind of arcade beat 'em up almost kind of. Sorry, the, uh, what what franchise is this from? No More Heroes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I do love me some No More Heroes. It's one I got. I got to finish playing it before three comes out, but I think I'll be okay because that game's never going to come out. Um, <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but it's good. 
Um, it's I, I it was pitched to me because I was like, I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to play because it it's kind of a different game. But they they said that like if I wanted to go into three like knowing what's going on, like I had to play Travis Strikes Back because it like is actually important for the story because it's kind of like it, it kind of puts you in the mindset of like where Travis is at and like what he's doing after two and like what leads up to three. So like it's super important if you care about like any sort of continuity mm-hmm. but it's um it's pretty interesting it's the gameplay is not all that like fun <laughs> there's like what there's two combat buttons you can do some jumping attacks but they're not very good um and the first combat button you just switch your sword around and you just run around and you go and then you got some like heavy attacks where you have to like stand still and like you hit them harder and then you get some like skills that you can customize your like four four slot skill tree that's really all it is mm. um so it's not all that interesting and i'm kind of like I don't love it, is what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to trying like I'm trying to power through it. Some of the level designs have been interesting. Some of the bosses have been pretty good, but overall, it's kind of been meh. So, eh, mixed feelings. I got it for like 15 bucks, so whatever. Other games I have played. I got to play Brutality, which is the tabletop game I got last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I got to play it with my roommates. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot more complex than I initially thought it was going to be. We're like. Because uh, the the map isn't that big, so there's not like a lot of like ways to get away from other people. Um, so I figured like it was gonna be like you really get into the combat really quick, and you're gonna die in a couple hits. But it's not really that way. They they balance the game so like you 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 don't die until you've taken like probably like five or seven or eight hits. Um, and you get like little combat cards, little items you can use. And at the beginning, you get to pick like an artifact, and the artifact is like a strong effect you can do and then it'll go on cooldown, and then you can use it again later. So there's a lot of um, mixing and matching, and you get to, like, depending on which two teammates you, like, pick. Because um, we were playing three players, so one team was two different people, and then one team would be one person playing two different characters. So, like, there's a lot of different variety of, like, how characters can interact with each other and against opponents. Um, I like it a lot. I, I want to play it a lot. I want to play it more. Um, the only games I played, I... I tried playing the guy character I was really excited for, who's, like, this gravedigger guy who can, like, bury people and restrict their movement and stuff. And then after two games, I was like, oh, this guy's really not very good. It's <laughs> pretty unfortunate. Um, he just doesn't do enough damage. Like, I was... His moves do, like, one damage apiece. And I was, like, I was like laying into my, my roommate for, like, turns after turn after turn, and then, like, still, like, half his health. Like, okay, well, there's just no way I can possibly win. And his abilities don't mesh together very well, which is, I think, the greatest crime. Well, like, he's got one move where he can move forward two spaces, and then if he hits a person while doing that, it buries them. And then another move where you can, um, you just it's just like a projectile attack. It doesn't go very far, but if you hit them while they're buried, it does extra damage. But you can only do two things per turn. So you can move... You can do a special ability, but if you want to do two special abilities, you can't move. So, like, there's a little bit of synergy because like, the, the bearing move kind of moves you around and then you could do it. But like, then you're really, that means you're only moving two spaces that turn so you're, and you're not very tanky. So you're really restricted. So I, I, there wasn't a single time where I could do both of my abilities on the same turn, which I think is a real tragedy. Um, I did do some... Some funny stuff because this berry thing means that you got to use one movement to get out of the grave, um, so it kind of restricts their movement that way. And then I used an artifact that um, you could 
you hit them, it does like one damage, you heal, and then their, restri- their movement's restricted down to one for that turn. So there's a funny thing I could do where like I would bury them, use the artifact, so they, they really couldn't get out of it that next turn. And that was about the deepest tech I could get out of it. So it was a little disappointing. I was uh, pretty sad that that guy didn't end up being very good. But the witch oh. character, the witch character is crazy. The witch character can make ghost soldiers, and she can do it every turn. And she gets to move them around independent of her movement. And if they hit someone, they just deal one damage and they go away. But she can do it every turn. All of a sudden, the board's full of witch things. You can't interact with them. You can't kill them. So it's a little crazy. Um, I'm going to make you guys play it eventually. There's a lot of cool stuff with it. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Another game I got to play. Uh, Villainous. Villainous Marvel Edition. Oh, okay. Villainous Marvel Edition is really good. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. It? We played a lot of Villainous, me and my roommates. This one introduces Ultron, Thanos, Killmonger, Hela, and somebody we never played. Gosh, it's escaping me right now. But Loki? Loki? No, not Loki, because Hela's the, the Thor villain. Okay. Man, who is it? It'll, it might come back to me. But they, they do a thing where um all the, like, usually all the characters have their own individual fate decks, and that's how you fuck with other people. But for this version, all the fate decks are combined into one because it's kind of like the Avengers are as a whole are fighting against you. So that's pretty cool. And then they invent, introduce, like, event cards that does, like, passive bad things. And then you have to, like, team up with the other villains to, like, send guys over there to stop the event. Um, so, like, cool new mechanics that they introduced that... They didn't do with the other expansions. I thought was pretty good. Um, But the best part is like each villain has like an intricate like five step plan that they got to do for like their master grand scheme. Where like I was playing as Ultron and Ultron you have to get three different upgrades. And then eventually once you get the three upgrades you can do the age of Ultron and that's how you win the game. But to do the upgrades I had to uh, fill out these like very specific requirements to do every single one. And you have to do them in sequential order. So it really felt like you're like scheming five steps ahead, like trying to set this up while managing how other people are trying to fuck with you and, you know, luck of draws and stuff like that. A lot of fun. I think they really upped the game with like the personal play styles for each hero or villain. Um, so big recommend on villainous Marvel edition. I think that one's great. I fortunately do not think it's going to mix. Well, I thought like you could just like play it with the regular Disney villains, but the way that their fate decks work, I, I don't think it's going to be allowed, which is sad. I can't oh. can't do like Scar versus Ultron, which is gonna <laughs> yeah. be a little sad. Yeah, but a, oh well. The, the last member is Taskmaster. Taskmaster, Task, Taskmaster, yeah. Oh, he did get played, and I still forgot about Taskmaster. I want to play Taskmaster. Taskmaster is cool. He like he he sends out the way he wins is that he needs to have like his own agents and like every other person's board which is also new you can send people to other people's boards which you couldn't do in other the other versions mm. um but then he's also got like a like a hired goon effect where he'll give someone else like one of their allies for free but then he gets money like to their power or something so it's like he's training a guy and then you're paying them for like a hired goon like they're they're the way that they're like gaming out these mechanics and like themes, I think are really good. I, Villainous is such a well-made game, in my opinion. I can't mm. recommend it enough. Um, and then I painted a bunch of models. I've been doing a lot of painting. Um, 
I'm I'm very close. I think in about a week, if everything goes well, I can actually play Warhammer, and I'm super excited. Ooh, <laughs> really looking forward to that game. Yeah, I gotta paint. I gotta paint my big HQ guy, my patriarch, which is gonna be a bit of a project. I'm assuming he's gonna take a little longer than the rest of the people, just because I want to do him up real well. And then I have one more squad of ten guys, and I'm not looking forward to that squad because that was the I did one of those squads first, and it took forever. So it's kind of just I'm just kind of dreading going back to it and being like, oh, I gotta go through this slog again, but I'll pu- I'll push through it because I really want to play the game. So, um, yeah, that'll be really cool. Play classes are always really fun, and uh, getting to play with Jason's gonna be a good. Yeah, answer. I can't wait to cream Antonio. Mm. Oh. It's only happened two times, so good. You luck. said three times last time. Uh no, two times. Um, okay. it's well. What is the truth? It was it was Tina and her sisters, and a guy named Ben and his Blood Angels. Those mm-hmm. are the only two times I've I've lost in a okay. Class. Well, he, he, has a, he has them written. You down might be the book. third. No, it's just they stand out. I've done hundreds of play classes. I've only lost two times. Each time he loses, he gets a tally mark tattooed to his skin, so he never forgets. <laughs> both of them hurt quite a bit. I was pretty unhappy about both of those things happening. So. I'm not supposed to lose in those play classes. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, played a lot of Smash last night. Cool. Yeah. Any highlights? Um, I'm going to talk about it in my topic, okay. actually. Okay. It's related. So, okay. yeah. Alrighty then. I think I'm done. All right. Lead host? Yeah, lead host. Right. What yeah. Do do yeah, lead host. Well, let's move on to topics of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Topics of the, the week. The segment where we all talk about something, and they're definitely not made up on the fly. John, <laughs> go. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> I actually had one. Week. I actually had one. You know what, Antonio? Why don't you go? Yeah, every yeah. week, John. <laughs> every week. Uh, you know this already. <laughs> the topic. So, so good at improvising. <laughs> no, yeah. I, uh, I actually had one today. Okay. Though. Go so, ahead. Um, one thing real quick. Uh, this is not what my topic is. I just wanted to say this. We are exactly four days away from WandaVision. Just wanted to. Ooh, oh, yeah. My friend won't shut up about it. Yeah. I, I, I feel like it's like the biggest thing that's ever happened in my whole life, dude. So um, next week, I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, but my real topic is in D&D, when making a character. Okay. What is the driving factor for you when you make a character in D&D? What do you want to ideally get out of the character that you're creating? Well, for me, every time I make a character, it's always something different. Yeah, but like, what's the, what's the point? What's the point? Like for me, it's like a power fantasy. I just want to be like some uncontrollable badass, right? That's every character that I make. If I make a monk, it's because I want to reach the height of monk. If I make a sorcerer, it's the side of sorcerer. I don't feel like anybody who makes a bard gives a shit about power. They're more like, oh, I want to see what kind of situations I can get. Yeah. With with me, it's just like I want to I want to become a god somehow. You know? Gotcha. So what what's what's like yours? I don't know. I'm usually going for like some sort of like I try to break the mold on something. Uh I usually go for some something that someone's probably never played before. So like the first one I did like a it's probably the least mold breaking, but it was like a little quirky goblin guy. Uh-huh. But I um wanted to have like really strong magical abilities for no reason. Yeah, yeah. Um a cute little goblin yeah, guy. Yeah. That was a lot of fun. I love him. Uh and then I did like well, Van was based around the concept of, like, a cool, like, item. And it looks, I just wanted to build something around a shovel, basically. Mm-hmm. So a, around a what? A shovel. Oh, yeah, Van was a uh, grave, uh, grave, grave yeah. cleric. That's oh. cool. So, I, yeah, I built a character around that concept. Uh, and then I did, like, a little tanky goblin ta- paladin. Um, that was a lot of fun. <laughs> named Clark. Clark. Um, That's right. So... <laughs> 
the new one that I'm doing for this one. I don't know if you've read the backstory yet. I have not. Yeah, I haven't opened it. Um, so I, don't, so I got it right before we, we were on our way here. I think this is um, – I wanted to play a tiefling. I've never played a tiefling before, okay. but okay. I really wanted to go on a – Is he red? He is red. Of course he is. Yeah. Tieflings can be even – can be any color, sometimes even red. Okay, sometimes so only red. red. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's just part of the like the imagery of a tiefling. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, everyone sure. wants to be a red tiefling. Of course. Sometimes people play blue tieflings, you know. Yeah, I've seen, I've seen a lot of variants of red, so like the purples and stuff like that. Right, yeah, sure. Like, um, yeah. I do purple. I, well, I did the pale. pale that's right, yeah. I just want to be a regular skin color tiefling. Mm-hmm. Ugh, gross. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, uh, can we explore what that means? Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to be this color tiefling. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, but in my defense of my red tiefling that I just made, it is very important oh. to his backstory and sure. character. You better be a devil. Kind of. Okay, cool. I can't wait. I yeah, can't no, I, I think you're really going to – I just hope it's not too goofy. No, dude. <laughs> See, one of the things that I told you guys was just like, dude, whatever the – Fuck you want, yeah. you know. Like I wanna, I wanna stretch my wings as a be as being able to deal with all your craziness. So bring on the crazy. Yeah. I want to see what the crazy looks like. You know, last time uh, when Jelani was playing, he literally had a shape shifting guy where we made up a yeah. fucking oh, class for him. Yeah, right. <laughs> who like who who had his own kind of like magic, like his okay. Uh, well, like yeah, a, like a I mean, if we're, if we're gonna break it down, yeah. The last character I did, he was a shapeshifter. Yeah, um, and the way that i i mean i guess if i'm going to jump on this topic here the the way that uh when i create a character i want to when i create a character i create a character um in my mind that i think would be cool to experience a story with that character you know um so that's the way i that's the way i proceed so uh like the very first DD character i made i just kind of made like uh uh you know someone who was trying to be a pacifist and left the uh, soldiering behind, right? And I wanted to experience a cool D&D story as that character. As a pacifist, yeah, that's you know, rough. Yeah. Um, and while, you know, I still did a bunch of, like, I, like I'd never, I, I think my character started doing weird things with, like, arrows by putting, like, uh, gloves at the end or, like, gaunt- gauntlets at <laughs> the end. That's right, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> my... My my character is very much. I don't use blades. I use like blunt objects and things like that. Um, but uh, yeah, I wanted to experience like what was it? What would be like to be a character who who was a soldier, isn't anymore, is a bard now, trying to just like is a traveling person who just kind of just goes place to place and tries to forget about things that he had to do uh, when he was at war. And so that's how I portray. That's how I kind of like tackle a character. The character we just brought up right now, um, the shape shifting character was a character who was like, I wanted to play... One, I liked the concept that we created because I liked. I wanted to play a character that dealt with more gambling than mm-hmm. anything else mm-hmm. in his whole stats. So, like, his gameplay was pulling the card. There's a chance he's going to pull shit. There's yeah. a chance he's going to pull nothing. There's a chance he's going to pull something extravagant. And it made for a really cool situation a lot of you times. Know, yeah. um, and I never really got to fully play with sure. the system yeah, um, yeah. with that character, and I was very sad. And uh, but one of the things that excited me the most was the concept of the character, which was I wanted to play a character who was broken in his psyche to the point that he created different personalities. Yeah. And he thought to himself that he was a group of of people. 
And so when a personality would take over, um, that character, you know, would was be, that they would, the yeah. way they would talk about it is like the, this group, this group is what we are and things like that. And they were not unified, uh, as like the original character because due to, due to story things. And I thought it was like, let's, see where this can go and i there was a lot of great moments with it i thought um yeah. that i really like to play i like the like i i like introducing like little moments with it did you catch on to that right away yes. that i was the shape not right away no, no i caught on after the camping trip yeah after I, the camping I, trip. I, I fully pieced you together yeah everything so then, you just said i figured out on my own exactly and so that's i wanted to tackle it as that way where i was like oh and nobody except for uh jason's character knew that yeah at the end of that game where it tapered off, nobody knew what was going on with you. Everybody yeah. had their and, own And the thing ideas. was, like, I was always playing it as, like, could he be? Could he not be? Because I was also playing around with, like, some of the Illusion Cloak stuff and things like that we Exactly. Had. And yeah. so it wasn't just A lot of people me, thought it was that. <laughs> it wasn't just me turning. It yeah. was me physically shape-shifting. Yeah. Um, but I also had Illusion stuff with me. Yeah. And so it screwed with people... Uh, a little bit up until I did reveal the most to Jason's character yeah. in the camping trip that we that we did on in that chat campaign. So I like for me when I tackle a character, it's very much just like what's a cool concept of the character. How would I like to experience a story with that character, even though I don't know what the story is going to happen? But I was yeah. like, what's a cool character that I want to like play a story with? And like that last one with the like playing multiple characters, and I never got to introduce the other characters that I had created in my mind with with that character, but. um I thought that that was really cool. Um, being the, I created the the character who's part of a band, and who's oh, yeah. the, the the cat character. What is I don't the, remember cat, his name. What is what is the cat characters? The, it started the, with the, an L. The class, no, the class. Oh, Klaus. You were a bard. No, it's Klaus. But what was the the, what's, the race? What's the race? Oh, you were a Lionel, oh. or not Lionel? A Tabaxi. <laughs> a tabaxi. Yeah, tabaxi. Yeah, 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 I created. I was like, well, you know, what would be cool. I want to play a cat person who's part of who's a drummer in a band. And, uh, who's just kind of more, you know, about following, like being with his, with his buddy. Yeah. And like, that's kind of the character I created when I did that character. And so it was the characters I create. I just want to play them and experience like a story and a world as those characters. That's what I do when I create my characters. So gotcha. What about you, John? Yeah. I, de- I definitely like. I tend to, I tend towards definitely like a balance. Like I definitely like, like making like a really powerful character and stuff like that. But also I really like role playing and like discovering the character too as I'm playing the character. So yeah, like I mean, I like, I like both, both sides of it. I feel like John likes to make female characters. I do like to make female characters. So you like to make a character and then just see what you can do with them? I mean, yeah, from a, a mechanic standpoint, I usually like to build it like so that they're really powerful. But mm-hmm. also, I like to be like, I like to like give my my characters a lot of like weird quirky traits. Yeah, like uh, I remember um, uh, BQ was that his name? Yeah, oh, I, my, yeah. my Kenku Freaky, character, Freaky, yeah. Freaky, yeah. Yeah. Freaky, yeah, that's yeah. his name. So like that's all you Freaky. could say. Yeah, that's a pretty quirky thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was a very quirky thing to do on a on an audio on a, on a, on a video <laughs> recorded thing to not be able to speak. Well, <laughs> I could say if <laughs> I remember correctly, I could say my own name, and yeah. then I could also uh, I could like uh, parrot like think yeah. other things yeah. I had heard, and yeah. I would use that to communicate. That's a pretty cool quirk, though. Yeah. It's a very well, cool quirk. That's the thing. Like if you pick Kenku, you're kind of shoehorned. To it. That's yeah, in their rules. That's yeah. That's what they say in the in the lore for the Kenku. And I think it's like if you want to play a Kenku, they can actually yeah, just speak like like speak. It's yeah. fine. Yeah. But like they kind of like give you that 
idea and it's like yeah. a good idea That's or like idea. it's it's That's one of those like idea. ideas where it's like a limitation and it kind of like uh, forces you to be creative in the way that you present the character the reason I bring it up is uh, it's, it came up during this kind of round of, of character creation, and I was just kind of thinking about why it is that I like homebrew stuff so much. Right. And it's because uh, when I build a character, one, I like to go with how powerful can I make this character? Like sure. What kind, of, what kind of like heights can I reach? But even more than that, I like um, – I like to play around with, like, what's even possible. Okay. So, like, I've seen, like, dream monks that, like, uh, can, like, walk the astral plane and shit. Like, to me, that's, like, how the fuck does that even work, you know? Like, I, I like a lot of, like, um, a lot of the stuff that I do with monks specifically is very cool. But I, I like really, like, oppressive kind of things where at some point you can, like, control other people's blood and shit or like you know like you can like like siphon energy out of like living organisms like like when you when you, once you start like dealing with like power systems all the way at the top like you're like level 13 14 where you can start doing some crazy crazy shit i've never really gotten to that point in D naturally you know where mm-hmm. like suddenly you're like um be right back gonna go talk to a god that i know personally <laughs> uh and then you like plane shift and then you yeah. come back and you're just like, Hey, you know, like I talked to a, a living deity type shit. That's the kind of stuff that's possible in D and D. Yeah. Never get to that point. in D&D, That's right? one, that's one of the reasons why I never actually go on that. Like a uh, idea of a power trip uh, with my characters because you know, you're not going to get there <laughs> Be- well, yeah. one, because my experience has been like, we never get there. Never. But two, like th- that's why I kind of just like, let me go with the here and now. And I want to experience for however long, enjoy the moment, live in the moment of that character what can I experience with a cool character yeah. at that moment? And not to say that I don't build out like when I invest in a character, I invested in that character yeah, of, yeah. of of Mycroft when I when I built him as a shapeshifter character, um, and I had built up a bunch of backstory and a bunch of things that in my in my head, and I never wanted I I didn't want him to die or anything like that or or you know let that character go. But um, at the moment, I was like, well, you know what. What would be a cool character to play at this moment? All right, let me have a character that's gonna uh, have all these pulling factors of a like a group that seems to be like in his head, and he's always kind of like at odds with himself in his mind, and still dealing with that. But then also he has to deal with this new group. Let's let's do let's do that and kind of go from there. And who knows what heights he could get because it, the character and the system we made and the backstory I made was like, yeah, there's a lot of really cool shit I could play with this, or the DM could introduce with that if they wanted to, but. I want to experience this story as this character. Let's go. Let's see where it goes. You know. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, that's my that's my topic. All right. Cool. I think with my new character, no one's done this before. <laughs> that's exciting. I like the the game fundamentally that I'm running here is not one in which I'm going to be telling you guys what's happening. It's really one in which I'm setting up a world and I'm letting you guys explore it. If you guys do a poor exploration of this world, that is on you. I am not going to drop things into your lap. I'm going to just have you guys be the the main drivers of your story and I'll facilitate it in a world I've built. Mm. You know, so like that's that's kind of like my my whole idea as a DM. I have fun building the world. That's what I'm doing. I don't have fun telling your story. There's a lot of DMs that want to tell their story. I think that's bad DMing because it's not about you. You get to be the world creator. Let the characters tell their story. So that's how I DM. Uh, I, I'm, I've been already running into some of this with the first character that started. Uh-huh. He's just kind of like, so what do I do? Do I just kind of like look <laughs> around? And I'm just like, yeah, man, 
you're there. You do the thing. I'll, you know, like, I'll figure it out. You know, like, I'll kind of tell you what's there, but it's up to you to make the story happen. If that, you want to punch somebody in the face, go ahead. If not, sit there. You know, like, that's on you. That sounds exciting. I, I So the character that I made... It, it's kind of like a it's so like like I was like I said I normally like a balance of like different things where it's like like uh like they're powerful but also they've got like an interesting story or whatever yeah this time it's like my 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 whole idea is it's kind of like uh they're oh God how do I describe it are you gonna spoil Bas- it <laughs> all I'll say is that my character is a coward nice oh boy and so he, I think my my idea was that he was gonna be reticent to do anything. Oh, so that's going to be really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So, like, we'll see how that pans out. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, John, you're never going to. We're just going to start in the same butt. You're going to stay there the entire time. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how it goes. Just hold up in a hotel room with a, just a button, like every like a yeah. chair up against the door. Yeah. He's literally just like playing video games and stuff. <laughs> nobody, nobody ever knocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think making characters is one of my favorite parts of D&D. Yeah. 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 All right, now it's Jelani's turn. You never get to go second. Oh, for a topic. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I just spoke yeah. like, on this We're topic on so now. many times. I'm hey, in charge now. Jelani, tell us about character creation. So, character <laughs> creation is one of my... No. <laughs> oh, man, we we got so deep into this. What, what was my topic? <laughs> oh Oh, man. Um, oh, no, yeah. Uh, so, I, I've I've been... Uh, really into chill vibe games recently okay right? like uh raft stardew um i even thought about jumping back into animal crossing for a little bit but I've, i mean i was like i'm already playing stardew i don't need the, i need another right. chill vibe game right now yeah but like for me like for you guys like I, I talk about these chill vibe games is there any games that you guys have played like in your entire life that was just like this is a fucking chill vibe i'm like it, it, there's not really a point to it other than just like you chilling out because i'll talk about my 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 earliest memory of one and it's it stems off of kind of like my love for stardew valley i used to play harvest moon back in the day and especially harvest moon on the ps1 um friends of i don't know if it's friends of mineral town maybe may, maybe but like that was such a chill vibe of a game i used to play that game all the time i had all these other new games and stuff like that but i would always gravitate back to just like chilling out and like being on a farm and talking to townsfolk running around and just like i knew the layout of that of the mineral town and like where everything was like i knew where to go grab up like my little like forageable things in that in that game all the time and i played it i I restarted the farm over and over again in that game and I think I, st- I still have the disc and the case. It's all broken as shit now. And it's all like the, the book because I've like looked through it so many times. It's all like falling apart. But it was such a chill vibe of a game for me because I was like, I don't know, maybe just like growing up and I just like played all these like uh, uh, like actiony games and all this like stressful shit and like dealing with all my teenage angst as well, probably as I kept growing up. Like, I guess maybe I just gravitated to it because I just needed the fucking like zone out and not have a thing that was more than just me sitting there listening to like these chill tunes and like some cool you know you know atmosphere and just kind of just not have a point other than just like i'm farming that's it <laughs> there, wasn't, there wasn't really anything else in that i was like i'm just going around chill farming i don't know what about you guys uh well i'll give you guys the obvious answer and then i'll give you guys a surprise answer oh okay the Go obvious on. answer for me is minecraft when i uh discovered mm. minecraft uh back in 2010 i think um it was a surprise you know, like how I think 2011 actually is when I started playing. 
Uh, it came out in 2010, but I started playing in 2011, um, February, actually, 2011. And when I started, somebody showed it to me. My friend Dan came over, uh, and he's just like, I've been playing this game Minecraft. you got to check it out. And I'm like, okay. Starts playing it at my, on my computer, and I'm like, what in the fuck? Like, it was just nothing. Right, yeah. This was before there were different biomes. It was just the underground. I think the nether already existed, and then it was just a regular plains biome, mm-hmm. uh, which it was like a plains uh, forest hybrid. Yeah, now there's sure. a difference between plains and forest, but before it was kind of like in between. And um, I mean, there was a farming element already to it, and there was no uh, way home, you know. Oh, so okay. you had to like make like a giant pillar every now and then. Sure, and yeah. Like, it will find your way back. And this was before the different biomes, you know, like over the course of the years that I played, uh, the introduction of different biomes really made the game even more of a vibe because you just like suddenly you'd be in the middle of a desert and the sun would be coming up and like it would just be coming up over like these like desert hills and you'd mm-hmm. be like, Jesus, what a fucking just chill game. Yeah. Uh, or, or you'd just be like, I'd be uh, on in the sea at home coming back from a long, you know, like mine adventure with like two friends and we'd just be looking at each other and it's like at night and you know like the moon is coming up and you're just all on boats in the middle of the ocean and just like there was a chillness to that yeah. there was a relaxation to it that it's just like we don't have to do shit we're just kind of <laughs> here you know just here. it's a different world and we're just hanging out you know I, I love that aspect of the game so that's like my obvious one that's why people yeah. like Minecraft but my my surprise one is Age of Empires Oh, really? Yeah, so <laughs> the reason that I consider that a, uh, like a vibe of a game is because you, um, when you play with friends, when you play with my friends, uh, the game was build time. So it would be, uh, what's our, what's our BT tonight, right? Now, uh-huh. this was, this was earlier in, in my life when there was more time to do things like this. Now I feel like I'm strapped for fucking time every moment of every day, but, Back in the day when it was just like I came home from work, there was nothing going on. What do you want to do? Let's play some Age of Empires. I got all night. You know, I could play till six in the morning. Uh, I don't have to wake up. I don't work till four tomorrow. You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it was literally like, okay, well, how much BT you want? Two hours? Three hours? Let's do a two-hour uh, build time. Dope. And then it was literally two hours of just like hanging out with a friend on like Discord or something. Uh, actually, back then it was Skype. And mm-hmm. then it was, um, and then it was, you know, just designing where i wanted my homes uh where i was gonna put my town center you know where the uh where the like government structures were gonna be you know putting up the walls and Mm -hmm. like you know like it was just a city planner you know and like once it was getting to and you know like organizing all of my workers and destroying all the the trees and shit and then once it was getting to that two hour mark you know like maybe the last 20 minutes are left okay start spawning your your military but up until then, it was just a city planner for me, and I liked that aspect of the game. Eventually, uh, time was a more valuable resource in my life, and so even though we still did build time, there was more of an emphasis on getting ready, and so the game became a little bit more, not stressful, but like a little bit more poignant every right, decision. sure. Uh, but before, back in the day, when there was nothing but time, I really enjoyed just kind of designing enormous cities. And then when, you know, like the game was over, I would be like looking at my opponent's city, looking at my city, just kind of like seeing how it sprawled out and differently. That was a vibe for me. But yeah, that's that's us. That's me. Cool. Yeah. Uh for me, what have you guys ever played uh have you guys ever played Fez ever? Mhm. You have played no, Fez? I've never played it. Fez is is a hell of a vibe. Like it's just like 
it basically in that game you basically uh you basically just like explore the world and you're trying to find all of these like like they're basically like little MacGuffins basically and you go and you pick them up and then little animation plays and it's like yay and uh it's basically like the whole game you're just going around platforming and solving puzzles and like the soundtrack is just like really really chill and nice and like the visuals are really really appealing and it's just it's it's a hell of a vibe man mm-hmm. it's very good yeah and uh that's probably like the the surprise answer for me I, I, like uh, uh minecraft also for me is definitely a vibe too but yeah. antonio already talked about that so um oh, what else i don't know that's all that's turning up for me all right my turn i don't really like vibe games no no like minecraft i played a bit of terraria i played classic terraria i got through like all of that stuff but then i played terraria more for like what it had to offer as like a game instead of like the you can just build whatever you want aspect um i don't like animal crossing like i think they're all fine it's just they're not games that appeal to me right i've never even picked them up um so i my kind of roundabout answer for something like that like what's a vibe for me when i play is more or less pokemon Mm, okay. Um, you know, I, I've sunk I sunk a lot of hours into Pokemon, and a lot of it is just busy work, and I don't yeah. mind doing the busy work, uh, especially in like the X and Y and like Orash days. I literally all I did was just breed Pokemon, and I never even used them for anything. I would just days on end just make whatever Pokemon I wanted and do some crazy move set with it, and I'm like, wow, this is a cool move set. And then I never did it, like I never played them. Um. And I do that now. Well, I don't do that now. I try to. I try to play my Pokemon and like online now. If I try to, if I build them, but even now, like with uh, Sword and Shield, uh, it's, it's a lot of time spent like breeding, and I'm just like running around in a circle on my bike, waiting for an egg to hatch. And then it's like, okay, well, I finally, you know, I got the IVs done. Now I got to EV train it, and then I got to go get the materials to like do that, and then I got to get the the. Uh, I might have to use a bottle cap or something. And I do that, and then. Well, maybe I'll go to the battle tower and I'll just do that for a bit because I feel like fighting. Maybe I'll feel if I'm in a competitive mood, I'll go online. Um, oh, it's just a lot of mindless work, and I just do it and I watch TV or something with it, and it's just kind of what I do. Um, and that's the closest thing I think I have. Yeah, I feel like that's the the um, the staple of what we're talking about is the mindless movement. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, for Minecraft, a lot of that what is what it was for me, just like accumulating endless stacks of ore. For mm-hmm. what, man? Because I want a fucking whole thing of ore in here. <laughs> you know, like the, for no other reason. I'm just kind of grinding at trees right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think it kind of has an adverse effect on me. Where like when Sword and Shield first came out, and the only area to really be in was the wild area in like the base game. And you just you hear the music of the wild area so much, and it's now if I go back to that area, I like I turn the music off. <laughs> like oh, I've spent hours in here. I've heard this music way too much, and I don't want to <laughs> hear it anymore. Mm. So it's kind of a, a weird adverse effect to it. Yeah, I can feel you. Yeah, feel you. yeah. yeah there's, there's something to be said about finding what your vibe is to chill out and kind of just like oh, i'm just gonna do this it's it's just busy work that's all it is kind of just like oh, i'm just gonna mindlessly mm-hmm. do this i you know sometimes you'll you'll vibe out to what the game is presenting to you and sometimes you'll 
do this thing and you'll throw on uh, some music or you throw on a podcast or something like that and kind of just like this is my chill vibe right now this yeah. is what i'm gonna do to unwind and yeah i could i could hop on and play a first person shooter or something like that where i'm like you know murdering hundreds and hundreds of fools or something like that or you can just like throw something on that's just gonna be like uh you know oh i don't yeah. kind of doing it at my own pace doing doing what i want you know so yeah that's why when when the recent pandemic started you know the covid business and like a lot of people are like, oh, I'm home all day. I'm so bored. I don't know what to do. I'm just like, buy a video game. Like literally all your time will go away. You're- uh, yeah, I don't even know what that means. I'm bored. Yeah. Right. There's uh, so much. There's never. It's a never ending list. Like if I just was just like, you know what? I'm going to throw away everything I'm doing right now. Everything that I'm currently in the middle of throwing it off. I have enough stuff on the docket that I, my day is still full. You know, like there's no way to be bored. There's always something you can I can be doing at least. Yeah, it's like for better or for worse. Like throw be, a video I game. Could on be doing something I still else, want to get I to just... Final Fantasy fourteen. Yeah. I talked about that last week. I still haven't gotten oh, to it. Oh yeah, that's a that's a thing for this year. I'm going to start playing an MMO this year. I haven't gotten to it because I just haven't been able to carve the time for it. Right. Yeah. Final Fantasy fourteen. Like any like make time for anything. You know. So this to me is a like this show is a testament to how important this show is to me. Because I literally carve out my day off to do this with you guys. That's like that's enormous for me because of how much enormous. I'm doing all the time. That to me is just like man. But even Janet says to me, she's like, "You must really like doing that podcast." Because I'm because like, <laughs> I'm, I'm always complaining about how busy I am. Right. And she's just like, "You must really love doing that podcast because you know, like I carve out every Monday. I'm here with you guys. That's crazy." Yeah. Since 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 we did the since we we're on live camera, you've been you've been yeah. doing uh, joining us Except for and, the past three Mondays. Oh. <laughs> it was the holidays. Yeah, no, it, we were all busy every yeah. year. That always every happens. Year. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah, it's so hard to get everyone available during the holiday season. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Sounds like it's John's turn. All right. You better have some for us, John. Did, uh, do you guys play the Elder Scrolls at all? No. Like Skyrim? I played Oblivion a whole lot. I've never, never played, played any one. of them. Never played one. No. Okay. No. I well, then oh, no. Yeah, yeah, I, I, the closest I ever got was Fallout. Okay, that's fine. Uh, so my, my question to you is, uh, Elder Scrolls 6. We still don't have any details about it. 6? I thought it was 5. No, five Elder Scrolls 5 Skyrim. Is it? Oh, yeah, okay. Elder Scrolls 5 is, is Skyrim. And then Elder Scrolls 6 got teased, but mm-hmm. like we basically got like no. Four years ago, isn't it? Yeah, like, like a three long, or four years ago. Like a long time ago when we, we didn't get any details remember, about remember it. It was just that big panorama shot. Yep, right? that's yeah. right. Yep. Yeah. Remember when we reacted to it live? Mm-hmm. I do. I remember being so hyped about yeah. it. Yeah, we, we reacted to We got so hyped from a title card. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I, I know because my, my coworker, who's a big Elder Scrolls fan, he, he plays Elder Scrolls online. And okay. they, they put a lot of effort into that. And I think that's where a lot of the attention's going right now. Gotcha. Okay. I don't know. Bethesda's probably a big enough studio where they could do both things at the same time. So, and maybe they are, but. My, my conspiracy theory as to why the new Elder Schools has taken so long is because they were originally planning it to be like Fallout 76, Ugh. where it's like a oh, multiplayer no. experience. <laughs> are they scrambling? And then now I think they're scrambling. They're like backpedaling to try to make it more like Skyrim now, basically. Well, I mean, do they need to do that when they have Elder Scrolls online? Well, I mean, no, but like they still came out with Fallout seventy six. Yeah, but that's a different franchise. Yeah, dude, Fallout seventy six kind of came and went, huh? It really did. Yeah, yeah. People were excited for it and then disappointed by it, and then well, I feel like that's what happened with Cyberpunk too. Like I bought Cyberpunk I, super hyped for Cyberpunk, reasons, though. Been yeah. playing Cyberpunk and then stopped. 
And there I'm just like very different reasons. You know why I stopped playing Cyberpunk? Why? For the same reason that I don't do other things that I really want to be doing because I do want to be playing Cyberpunk because I didn't have any problem with Cyberpunk. It just wasn't good enough for me to carve time out of my day. Okay. You know, like it's good. Didn't meet the good enough threshold. Gotcha. Okay. Just like Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, remember I was so hyped about that and I just <laughs> yeah. fell, off, fell the fuck yeah. off of that game. I'm That's so true. glad I didn't let myself get hyped for 3. <laughs> God, I, I, was, I, was, I was like pushing back on it for so long and then like right at the end I was like, you know what? All right, you got me. And I jumped in and I was like, oh, man, you, did, mm-hmm. you, you, you didn't stick boom, it. Boom, 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 boom. Oh, but anyways, my, my topic is like, pitch me some like features you want to see in the new Elder Scrolls game. Maybe they were, maybe they were in older Elder Scrolls games and they weren't in Skyrim and then you'd like to see them come back. Or you just want, like, you wanted Oblivion to be different or whatever. Dating just, simulator. Oh, oh yeah? Yeah. Okay. Let me pick a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could have dated, you could have married someone in the game, but yeah, it wasn't yeah. that in depth. In Skyrim, yeah, it was pretty shy. Someone yeah. who followed you around. I, I okay. Here's 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 my pitch or not my pitch but here's a couple things I want to see. One, give me a give me a let's go to one of the the other landscapes everybody. Let's stop let's let's not stay in this mountain like plains area. Sure, yeah. Go to the go to the cool area that the lizard folk are from. Yeah, you know, because swamps. like the mushroom area traveling by some weird creature by having them eat you and shit you out in another area. Right. Like there's shit we could go to. Yeah, but we've yeah. been in this one area for so long. Well, all- I mean, we were in uh, well because when Morrowind came out, and that's obviously in like the dark elf land, which yeah. is like a really kind of like alien, weird place. Yeah, and then for sure. uh, in Oblivion, it was Cyrodiil, which is basically like like a super normal like yeah, it's generic just like fantasy a world. Land. Yeah. yeah, which you know, and this all it's is fine. yeah, all I the areas are kind of like in like near that yeah they're all like right next to each other that one shot of six was like a mountainy deserty kind of yeah and it was like oh cool we're gonna get it looked very skyrimy yeah to be honest it didn't look like it wasn't white enough exactly it wasn't like the northern parts of skyrimy but it was like the big open mountainous land kind of it looked to me like they're gonna be like a desert theme that's like yeah where their cat people are from that's what i picked up i thought it was like uh i love that oh really i didn't pick up on that i thought it was just like uh lush no, it wasn't lush. It was definitely like an arid kind of a thing. My guess is it's either going to be in uh, the nation of elsewhere, which is where all the cat people are from, yeah, which, or it's going to be in Hammerfell, which is where all the black people are from. So again, which you know, it's a change of place because like the last what uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, and then I think like one of the early ones. I forget what it's called. It might have been. I, I, I don't know uh, but whatever it's from they're all very much in the same landscape right Morrowind yeah. was a different one which i love Morrowind a lot that's the first one i, I actually uh experienced but like give me give me a different vibe you know or give me not a vibe but give me a different uh area you right know, i want to yeah. play in a different area two uh re- release the game release it without with with it actually fucking working all is right that a feature because skyrim f- fucked up yeah right? <laughs> fucked me up so bad it's not a bug it's a feature i don't want to i don't want to fix your goddamn system that's what <laughs> yeah, i want just make no. please just make sure it's stable like it's okay if when you get hit by a giant you fly into the air because that's really fun that's yeah. really fun um but yeah yeah you know what i that's cool um yeah that's all I got. Okay. I mean, again, for me, I could have said, I, you know, I could have said like the Elder Scrolls games as like one of my vibe games too, because literally I don't follow the storylines at all. I just right. run around and do shit. Yeah. Um, but you know, there you go. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think more in depth 
relationship stuff i think would be really great like yeah. more making friends and actually having it mean something because really you could just like one up to somebody who's like follow me all right and oh, i just right. followed <laughs> right yeah <laughs> i was like no let's 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 give me some get, let, let me make friends let yeah. me like let me have to do stuff to be friends with them you know um i want you know more care like i think the one thing that i'm i'm missing from any of the the elder scrolls games is like caring about any of the other characters right. there was a there's maybe like a hand i could probably list off maybe like on one hand the amount of characters that i can actually remember and say those were important characters which characters were they uh what's his name the ulfric uh Stormcloak Stor- storm yeah. from the first one i never went with the other guy <laughs> from the from him oh yeah general tullius yeah i never went with the tullius yeah. um i yeah the, uh, i i forget the name of the characters from like the assassins uh guild but like the the head character of that oh yeah she was pretty cool yeah like again i can only like I can only remember some of those, but like I feel like you should have, you know, uh, if you can bring more to the characters to where like, okay, that's a cool character. I want to know them. Let me talk to them. Let me be friends with them or not be friends with them and kind of deal with that. You know? Sure. Did you ever like get invested in any of like the like non main characters, like any of the followers, like Lydia or like uh, Uthgird? like any of those characters you meet in White Run? Not as much. No. no. Like I, they, they were. They were okay. Like, what, Lydia was the one with... Uh, she's the one that's, like, your house car, like, after you, like, do the yeah, quest yeah. for White Run or whatever. Like, she's cool, but at the same time, it's like they never were in-depth enough where I right, like, yeah. really cared about that character, you know? Like, when you when you play... See, this is the thing. When you when you play, like, a game that's so open-world, like Elder Scrolls, uh-huh. and the difference between that and, like, a game where it's, like, very character story-driven, and you're gonna, like, you're gonna meet these characters, and you're gonna care about them, and you're gonna do, like, stuff with them, and they're gonna, you're gonna build a bond. You're only focused on the character. When you have a massive open world where you meet hundreds of characters, None how, of them mu- how much can you really yeah. know about them? None you know? of them matter. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, I... You, you, that's it. You know, there was a, there's a couple quirky characters here and there. Like even in Fallout too, the same thing where it's like, oh, you meet the one, the girl who runs the shop, and she wants you to do all these quirky quests to right, like as, her, yeah. as as like as research. And okay, this is fun. You know, she's a quirky character, but after that, do I care? You know, <laughs> right? Sure. So bring some more, bring some more cool characters. Better, you know, give me more to know about them. Yeah, I know? think like 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 new ways to like interact. With characters in like a social way, I think would be really neat. Mm. Like fucking, like, or, <laughs> yeah. or like friendships. God, re- yeah, like being able to just pick yeah. a person, and be like, I'm gonna be friends with that person, and he's gonna be friends with me. Sure, and like I didn't have to be, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> I remember specifically, I played Oblivion, right? And the game starts out, you're a prisoner, right? And you leave and you escape, and then you meet the king. Yeah, and it's fucking voiced by Sir Patrick Stewart. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh my god, like gravy voice. We're gonna be friends. Two seconds later, he <laughs> dies, and I'm like, yeah. okay, the only character I probably would have cared about is gone. <laughs> yeah, just because I know that's Patrick Stewart, uh, and he's gone now. Yeah, he sad. just said two lines. <laughs> In and out. It was a cool character, but all right. Patrick Stewart didn't want to be there for more than three days. Yeah, a day. Yeah, he's like you have. Four hours, you know. <laughs> Better make it work. Uh, for me, can I ask? Yeah, go ahead. So no. for me, it's can you leave? I want to see my imprint in the world a little okay. bit. Okay. Because I, all these games always have a very, like, uh, um, 
like random meandering kind of hobo kind of feel where yeah. like you have your house you know in most right. of these games yeah. but like I liked Fable I think if I'm remembering correctly I think Fable did this where um you could live in different places if you wanted to right yeah. and I I want the ability to um do something more akin to um Animal Crossing where you have a house and then you can maybe move to a bigger house as you get more uh, notoriety or renown. Oh, because gotcha. what I want is for – because all of these games are power fantasies in the sense that as you level up, you become stronger. You can do crazier shit. But I also want a like a creature comforts kind of um, like thing. So like if I have a lot of money and I start doing like bigger quests and bigger quests and I have like a fuck ton of money, I want to be able to buy a house if I want to. You know, like if I you wanna... if you went on a quest and grabbed fifty armor sets and sold them all off, I want to be able to buy my house. Yeah, the... like what the fuck <laughs> right. is the point of having a shit ton of money just so that I can buy a nicer, bigger sword? I want real quality of life improvements. I want to buy a bigger house. I gotcha. want to have a nicer couch. Like even if I don't like chill on the couch or whatever because why would i do that in the game i still want to come home to like this like fruits of my labor feel which which animal crossing does really well sure. animal crossing when you start getting really like when you start getting really invested in all the different things that you can buy for your place you walk into your house and you're just like this is my fucking house you know like this is my shit same thing with like minecraft and stuff yeah. when you walk into your place in minecraft and you've put a lot of fucking oh, yeah. work into your fucking place in minecraft you walk in and there's just like a massive warehouse room and you're like all of this is mine. Yeah. I, I like that feel. Yeah, and I so like, that feel. like the like the raft when we make the raft like dude the fucking, fucking raft. raft. When I'm like coming back from an island and I see the raft in the yeah. distance, like like off of the the island coast, I'm just like, yo, that's our fucking raft, dude. You know, like that, <laughs> that's our fucking home. There's base. a feel yeah. there that gotcha. a lot of these games don't really replicate. They never really give you your yeah. base. Yeah, exactly. Or like, if I, they do, I, it's like this is your base. Period. Yeah. I think like uh, Skyrim did add an expansion where you could have like a house. Yeah, but, like, and you could buy. House in the vanilla game too, but it yeah. wasn't nearly as in depth. Yeah, it didn't, I, I want to be able anything. to like pick my fucking decorative shit. You right, know? I want to yeah. be able to get nicer things you because know. if I have a ton of money, I'm going to spend a ton of money on just cool shit. That's one of the things that I like about D and D. If done right, just buy shit. You know, like when when I'm yeah. playing with DMs who are just like, uh, well, what do you want to buy? And I'm like, what do you mean? What do I want to buy? I want to shop, my dude. Like, I want to spend my cheddar cheese, you know? Like, what's the point of accumulating money to just to buy a bigger sword later? I want to be able to spend like I spend in real life. Like, like when we were playing the Pokemon game, and I was just like, do they have, like, organic Pokemon treats, you know? Because, like, yeah. if I have cash <laughs> on me, I want to spend cash like I spend it in real life on shit, you know? Like, I like that. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, yeah. I want one day. And and in a Skyrim game, I feel like it's more about like what magic do you have or what sword do you have, right, and not yeah. so much about like uh, you know where are you gonna chill? What's yeah. that dresser look like? I like that aspect. That's why I like The Sims. The right. Sims, it was all about just like building your dream life. Yeah. I like that. You know, like I, if you're gonna make a game where it's like this super expansive, immersive world that you can jump into, okay, well then also let me enjoy the things that I like about regular world, which is shit. I want to buy it. Right. Yeah. 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 I'm kind of for for Elder Scrolls Six. I'm really hoping they like take like kind of like the the systems that they built for Fallout Four, where you like build your own like settlement and stuff like that. And I want them to like expand upon that. And it's like in in Elder Scrolls Six, maybe you like build your own like little like fiefdom. Fifth fiefdom. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. like, that'd be really cool. Where yeah. it's like you have your own little like town and people like bow to you and shit oh that'd be so cool well i mean that's what these games are you yeah. know yeah and like now you've really explored what it means to have a single character that 
is like fucking a god by the end of it. Uh-huh. Now let me explore what it's like to be the goddamn president, you know, like or like a king. Like I come, I come to my area, and everyone there's just like, oh shit, right. that's adding to the power fantasy. And let me be a god. Let me fucking fly in there, and everyone's just like, <gasps> you know, like I want to experience what that's like firsthand. And I feel like now we're getting to a point in video games where it's just like, okay, how much more can you expand this power fantasy? And will you please, instead of just giving me the same shit over and over again? And when you're traversing the streets of your your fields, whatever kingdom, like little orphan kids come out and they claim to be your bastard child. Sure, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you Great. can choose to like you know accept them or not. Yeah, you know, like I, I like the idea of like this. What Jelani was bringing up, making uh, being able to make relationships with random fucking people. If you want that person to be your friend, you can just start talking to them. Like that's a thing that's never been in video games because video know, games are just not that expansive yet. You know, actually, in so in uh, in Oblivion. You actually, there actually was a system where you could make friends, but it was like kind of like, it was kind of terrible because the way it works, it was like this weird like wheel thing and you would like try to spin the things around and like that was really stupid. And then actually, I don't know if you guys knew this, but Skyrim also has a friendship type system. Yeah, sure. But it doesn't have like a mechanic to manually adjust that. So like, I think a lot of people go without knowing that it even exists. But like, if you do like a a quest for somebody, it will increase like your standing with them. And then they will be like, I I don't know exactly what the effects are, but I think like, they'll give you like a discount and stuff like that. Like it only, it was only like, and that's the thing, like the way you, I remember, I was aware of that, but the thing is, it would never went fully in depth. Like yeah. when I become friends with somebody, I don't want it to just be like, "Oh, hey, you know, blah blah blah," and here's a new option. I want like to know about this character. Yeah. I want to be like, and, this and is it'd my be guy. so easy to do. Uh, well, I say easy, never having programmed a fucking thing in my life. But what I'm saying is, like, other games have done things like this. Yeah, that you could just take those mechanics on and then apply them to this. So, for instance. Uh, Stardew Valley as a very cool, if you want to get to know people, you can. If you don't want to get to know people, you don't have to. That I like. Yeah. And then if you mix that with procedural generation, you can have a data set of things that like people can get into yeah. and talk to, and it'll just be procedurally generated based on the way that you have conversations with people. If you don't ever want to engage anybody in conversation, you don't have to. But if you do, they would always be like a, like, the story block, like your whatever basic stuff, and then one procedural generation friendship kind of tree where if you wanted to keep talking to that person about something, you could. And then as you click things, the game would just procedurally generate the answers. So it would just be like in a data set, obviously, but it would be like also like, hey, what do you think about the weather today? And then the person would be like, oh, the weather's actually pretty cool. It kind of like sunny days like this. And you'd be like, oh, why do you like sunny days? And it would just kind of trigger more like procedurally generated answers like, oh, you know, when I was young, I would just – but that would be filling a friendship bar. And then right. once it hit a certain friendship bar, now you open up different procedurally generated tech trees where it's just like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Oh, you know, I'm just going to be chilling out. Do you want to have some coffee with me? That kind of thing could just keep going. And then eventually it's just like, hey, I'm going to go on a mission. Do you want to come with me on this mission? And then now that person can actually yeah. like follow you and be a part of your clan and shit. Like that kind of stuff exists in games. It's never been done like that, but it exists in games. It's not new technology. Right. You just have to. Trying to change yeah. it up. I'm, I'm not saying like every single character in the I think it'd be cool. Every, but it'd be cool. But I'm like <laughs> anybody, you could be like sprinkle that guy's in. gonna be my friend. Much, like if there's much. like 300 <laughs> characters uh-huh. in the game of just like random piece NPCs around the entire game, 300 of them, make like give me like a hundred really cool ones. I want to know. Sure. You know, like maybe the other ones are just dude. A cutter, you I don't think anybody about. who's not integral to the story, every person that's just walking around could be a friend. That'd be cool. That'd be awesome. Know? I guess the, the problem is then is that it's just if you can be friends with anyone, yeah. 
then like what's the point of being friends with anyone oh well i mean it would just be like you know who you want to pick you know right i mean that's what it is in real life like for instance right animal crossing is yeah exactly so like let's say for instance that i walk up to an npc and i start like i just was just like let's see what these this guy's about and he just starts talking about like some shit that i don't care about or i think his personality is dumb right there's like a lot of different like ways that uh that a personality trait well like this guy's like grumpy or whatever like in animal crossing for instance uh and you're just like you know what i don't like this guy's vibe so you don't you know you just don't continue that trajectory sure but then you run into another person and they're just like quirky in a way that you kind of like and then you just continue their their trajectory and they continue to be you know cool in a way that you like well then i'm gonna tr- unlock the friendship for this guy and then this guy's just gonna be my dude you know right like it, it's not that like they all have the same potential for being whatever it's like when i dm i'll do like a random personality generator and then i just stick to that personality it doesn't mean that every single person is going to be a person you like it just means that there is some potential for you to vibe with a character and if you do it'll just kind of procedurally generate as you unlock more about it but that creates relationships in a game where like you kind of just want to hang out with this guy a little bit more and it's a little it almost seems predatory you know there's a little like uh I'm going to make a friend for you in this game if you play. You know, like that's a little, you know, like for sure. especially for people who have less social kind of interaction, that might be a little dangerous. But that's also kind of where we're going with AI, you know, like I, at some point you're going to be able to jump in and hang out with fake friends, you know, like that's just going to happen. And so just I just feel like we're already at the point where you can introduce something like that. Give me a reason to give a shit about characters that I just randomly interact with. And then give me a shit, a reason to want to come home. And like, give me a reason to want to play in your world more than I want to play in this world. And you got yeah. me, you know, like you. Yeah, it, it would be cool if you met somebody in the game, right? And if they had like a quest that was connected to them, it wouldn't just end there. And like, cause like this, there was a bunch of Skyrim quests where like, these are cool quests. After the quest ends, I don't give a shit about the characters anywhere because right. like they're gone. And what what was the point of that? You know, like it'd be cool if like oh you met someone uh, and then like as you became friends with them, a quest unlocked. You know, and right. then maybe another yeah. one unlocks with yeah. them. Maybe they're not even like connected to that one character. Maybe as you make friends with somebody, some sort of like we have like a set of like random encounters that can happen with because sure. it does happen in the game where like random encounters happen maybe as you become more friends you unlock like a, oh, a quest gets attached to that character sure. and all of a sudden like here's this cool quest that you do because you're friends with this guy and or you could start you know, bringing them on quests yeah you know? stuff like that and then know? maybe they die on a quest right. oh my god can you imagine you'd be heartbroken you would I'd be like this game fucking hurt me you know like oh that'd be yeah great. i want to see that shit you'd be like, like this game Fire Emblem territory <laughs> <laughs> yeah you'd be like this game hurt me and then you just reset to a save where, yeah exactly uh, like, no back. no i i'm not losing my friend yeah. mikey or whatever like that <laughs> fuck that mikey. Uh, mikey. i come I'm home mikey. to play with that guy i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. like let him die get eaten by a dragon type shit yeah i think just my, my problem with the idea of like procedurally generating everything is that if you can like if you can befriend like every npc then it becomes less about like actually like having like a relationship and it's more about like just like oh i i want i i i need this person to be my friend and then you just do all the stuff no i think yeah but that's what games are i guess like, but like it's not like you're convincing an ai to be friends with you right i mean if we can get to that point okay well that's the that's where this goes but i think like right now the closest we could get was would be 
can I discover a fun character sure. and then and then make that character a more permanent part of my game? It's it's like a weapon, you know, like can I find a secret weapon that I like and now choose to carry around with me? Yeah, I mean, they're just coded into the game. You can find whatever weapon you want. But like um like in what's it called? This this would be very akin to the way that they do weapons in Borderlands. Okay. Where like weapons in Borderlands are also procedurally generated, you know, like they have like a data set that they can draw from based on your level and based on the type of gun it is sure and then so yeah i guess what would be the point of a gun if whatever gun is gonna be whatever gun but sometimes you just find a gun that was procedurally generated in a cool way like it shoots out more guns of the gun that you have and then explodes and you're just like i fucking like that shit and then so you just have that one with you for a while that would be the same that would there's nothing different in, in in like the characters you meet it was just like this one is the one that i like so this one is the one that i want in my game more often you know right i mean i just i think it would be harder to make because if you had a procedurally generated system where everybody's qualities are different and then they like say different things and you have to like record voice lines oh yeah for like all the different stuff (laughs) and that's a lot of work it's an enormous undertaking for sure and it's also there's also a problem where it's like oh if you hear a line before from a different character's mouth yeah then it's like oh this character also doesn't like bears, and they said it, said it in the exact same way yeah, as this character. and you were just like, hey, what's going on? Well, I'm just trying to avoid the bear. And you just heard that like a third time. You were just like, fuck you. Man. Right, yeah. You're not real. But, I mean, John, it's not real. I mean, yeah, but. So, like, just, what I'm I, saying is that there might be some limitation, but I think that they're, like, especially a studio like Bethesda, that w- and it's like, this is Elder Scrolls Six, right? They're putting something sure, yeah. behind it fucking hire a ton of voice acting and just like really go for it you know and every time you do like um like a patch patch more of that shit in there you know right like that's not the point of the patch the patch is going to give you some other stuff but also patch more of this stuff in there so that it's like less likely that you'll see any repeats and then every time you bring out a new update give me some more fucking random shit that people say and just always be expanding on it so that there's just less of likelihood that you'll ever run into the same kind of conversation and then even even go so far as to have some way that the game tracks what's been used and it just kind of deletes that you know like so you can only hear a thing one time you know i don't know i'm just saying there's some but then the question becomes when you run out what gets played you don't run out john no but you can't but you don't you always add more. It just hits a point where it's procedurally generating words and you just get nonsense sentences. Yeah, you're just like, yeah. <laughs> I heard that the queen took a picnic down by the river last Tuesday. <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, it would oh, be, yeah, I've man, got, I heard it's, that too. It's like, it, it's like in Minecraft where you reach the end of the world. Technically, it keeps going on, but the world starts to become so fragmented because it doesn't know what it's doing yeah. anymore that it started like Generating holes in the world and shit. <laughs> like, that's just, you've yeah. reached the end of the tech tree. You, you I will need to stop. I'll literally keep talking. You don't want to see what it's going to be like. You've made too many friends at that point, John. Okay. <laughs> at that point, just dial it down on the front. <laughs> <laughs> or it could just be something where, like, you only have enough friends for the people that can live in your town or some shit. Sure. You know? I suppose, yeah. Um, well, that was a good topic, John. Yeah, thanks. Uh, my topic now. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> we got one more. So, last night I was playing Smash with my, my roommate, Isaiah. Oh, yes. Um, we were playing for a little while. He started playing Ganondorf, and I don't like Ganondorf. No? Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot Ganondorf was a, kid, was a character. Yeah, everyone says he's really bad, but I, I firmly believe that Ganondorf <laughs> is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I... When I those of you who know, I'm sure, when I play Smash especially, I get a little salty. 
and like I'm I'm just focusing on the game and like I kind of just say the things that come into my head, mm-hmm. and it's usually negative things. It kind of got to a tipping point last night. We started having a little bit of an argument. Um, bunch of I don't know. It, it's not really important what we were arguing about, but eventually it turned into a nice, healthy conversation because you get reached a point where it's like I don't we don't want to argue anymore. Let's just kind of hash this out. And then, like, we kind of just, you know, we're talking about why we do the things that we do when we're gaming and, you know, how that kind of conflicts against other people's gaming personalities. And, you know, we kind of came out for the better for it. You know, we just had a little heart to heart. So I wanted to know if you guys have had similar experiences where the game kind of just broke you down to a point where, you're, like, you just get emotional and then you just got to cash it out with someone. Smash Brothers specifically or any game? No, just whatever. Um... I mean, I've gotten heated in games. Yeah, but did you did it lead to a heart to heart? Not usually. I don't Got think him. you're missing out. That's more of a rarity. I think I I've gotten heated in games where like we get heated heated, mostly with family. Mm-hmm. Um, there was there's one night in particular where we were playing, um, the game of or the Song of Ice and Fire board game. Oh, okay. Which is like, uh, it took us like three hours to learn. Is that the one we play played? Yeah, we played that. Yeah, together. I played that one. It's like a, a kind of like won. a riskish kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's like a big yeah. map and you yes. can like muster and whatever. Yes, yeah. yeah. I loved that game. That was yeah. a fucking great game. And like, I would play that game at night usually with my brother and my cousin Alex. Uh, and we would play till like three, four o'clock in the morning because it was a long game. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, and we, like every now and then, because we're family, we would get heated with each other and like get really angry. But there was never a moment where we were so fucking angry that we started like talking to each other about our truths and then that like <laughs> got real fucking like vulnerable and then we're just like we're better people for this. That it's never <laughs> happened with games for me. No, no, not I can't not not anything that stands out. I've gotten heated sure, but never like that. Yeah. I got heated with Janet very recently oh. uh playing Catan. Oh no. Yeah, my girlfriend Janet cuz Janet um and I was actually kind of shitty about this cuz like Janet has this way of when we're playing Catan, specifically not only targeting me as her adversary, but also poisoning the well against me, <laughs> like getting everybody to be shitty against <laughs> me. And like, especially these these days, I'm a pretty passive dude. You know, like I'm I don't really get heated much anymore these days. But like, uh, not like angry, angry. You know, like okay. I I rant against shit, but I don't get angry. Yeah. And like I was um I was playing Catan recently and we were uh she like right away starts poisoning the well against me being really shitty with me and I'm it was just and then I I said to her I'm just like you know I hate playing Catan with you because uh I it, it's like your it's like your job is to make me not have fun you know like it's like yeah you want you you don't want me to lose uh or you don't you want to win but the way that you want to win is to make it as as un, as unhappy of an experience for me as the whole time as possible and uh and I got a little heated about it and I I made it known that I was heated, you know. And then so she kind of eased off. And she eased up a little bit, you know, it was more of like a neutral game now. And then I won. <laughs> and, and and when I won and when I won I was like um I was like 
uh, actually come to think of it, like I said this after the game, I was just like, actually come to think of it, I think Janet actually started playing that way because if she doesn't get everyone to team up against me, I will win. Huh, actually, never mind, huh. Janet. That was a good idea. <laughs> that, that happens to me with Villainous a lot. Uh, if they don't all team up on you, yeah. you're going to win. Because <laughs> like, I, I kind of know how to weaponize my saltiness. Yes. Yeah, and then yeah, I can okay. like I can use sure. it and be like, well, you guys are ganging up on me. That's what shit. I did. Yeah, exactly. I never, I don't, I haven't done that. It was, I kind of was just like, hey, let me have fun today, yeah. but then me having fun ends up me. You yeah, know, like I, I was mm. just like I monopolized everything real quick because yeah. yeah, in some games, if if people see that you're winning a lot, mm-hmm. they'll all start to turn on you, and when it gets consistent enough, that just becomes the game where everybody turns on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got a little salty about it. Yeah, and then when they when they were just like, okay, we'll ease up. I mean, well. Well then, you just let me win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like you fucking yeah. idiots. You should have ganged up on me. Yeah, here I go. <laughs> this is my opening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, like it, with with a game like Villainous, it's so fucking perfect because you're supposed to be like an evil yeah. bastard. So it's like it's <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's great. No, that's funny. Yeah, classic anime move. Yeah, yeah. You let your emotions take exactly. over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I appealed a- to your reason and you <laughs> gave in. Yeah, right. <laughs> You forgot you needed to be ruthless. Yeah, it's great. What about <laughs> you guys? Uh, I feel like that's... I don't know if that's ever happened to me, honestly. Like, the only thing that I feel like I can compare that to is, like, back w- back when we used to work at the bar, uh, we uh, we would play Overcooked on one of the TVs. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was always, like, terrible at Overcooked, and everybody else was legitimately trying to win, whereas I was just kind of, like, having fun, and then everybody was getting mad that I was having fun. And so I just, like, kept doubling down on the <laughs> fact that I'm just, ha- I'm just like, not really doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I remember these moments. Yeah. Chef, Chef Jason. <laughs> that, that's a high-stress game. So, like, when you're intentionally just fucking around, it's, it's, well, it's other people feel it. Yeah, because that game is literally valuing um, efficiency. Yeah. Right, you can sure. get it down to a fucking science, because it's just like, you're calling it out like a real kitchen. You're just like, who's, you know, who's mm-hmm. cooking? Who's on the burgers? Mm-hmm. So if there's one person just like, oops, and, oh, it's on fire, like, you're just like, dude... Get out of my fucking kitchen. You're fired. You know, <laughs> you know like you want to fire them. You want to, cause you feel, like especially, dude, especially in the service industry. Mm-hmm. When you've like worked in the service industry, when you're playing that game, there's like a little trauma there right, yeah. where it's like, it's touching the same areas <laughs> as when you're in the fucking mm-hmm. heat of it. So when somebody's just fucking off, it's like when they're fucking off in Got the it. heat of it. You want to just yeah. be like, yo, get fucked right now. Yeah, <laughs> so I t- sat next, next to Jason as I mm-hmm. saw him have PS- <laughs> PTSD. Well, yeah, because we'd play it like after a shift and there were times yeah, where I was like, dude. I'm literally doing what I just did when I was working. Yeah, for <laughs> That's so funny. But he actually gets the vent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can just, just yell at people. Yeah, it's dude, great. Somebody is in charge of that job mm-hmm. do the fucking job <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah that was fun i never like well because i never like deliberately tried to sabotage anything no, no. but we i was having fun with i was intentionally yeah. slap happy with yeah. everything though so <laughs> yeah i remember one time when we were on a, a level where like it was a, a weird platform and oh yeah it with the arrows and you were doing the arrows yeah and I, I, I'm like, I, Fuck I it. victor you're taking over on the arrows <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was it. fun I have a hard time with co-op games generally. Though. Yeah. Because, uh, especially co-op games that I've, I'm good at. And you saying Victor kind of reminds me of that. Because <laughs> there was a point where me and Victor were playing Terraria together. Cause Terraria really liked, or I mean, Victor really liked Terraria. Okay. And he liked it independently of me. You know, like he just like grew up without the game as well. Mm-hmm. And Terraria is kind of my game, you know, like I mm-hmm. fucking love it. And so there was a point where, and like me and Victor, uh, 
we all worked at 42. And, uh, and when I found out, I was just like, yo, we got to play. And he was just like, yeah, let's play. And then we played and me and Victor already had a very like playful attitude where like I was always just like a little mean to him, you know, like a little rough with Victor. Um, and, uh, and that was just kind of like the mentality that we had. But when we were playing the game, I was a little too oh, no. like leaning on that, you know, mm-hmm. because like we would be fighting stuff together. And uh, it was clear that Victor enjoyed the building and like like um, uh, like the town aspect of that game much more than I did. I, like he would build these beautiful fucking things, and, and like my houses were always just like a straight line with Pra-practical. my chests. Practical, <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> like my like my townhouses, my towns houses were always just like one building that all went all the way up and it was just everybody <laughs> That's what I did there. too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yep. So like I didn't really worry about that but Victor liked to find like different walls and different like ways to build things and it was always really cool playing with him because he would make this really awesome elaborate home but when we were out killing bosses and shit that's you know like I was really into right, that. You know? yeah. like, so when he would die I would be really mean. Oh. <laughs> like, I, like it was mm. like, uh, like I would just because our our rep, rep, repertoire was already rapport. our rapport uh, was already kind of like, um, like I'm the mean one and and <laughs> I can't handle it or something. You know, it was kind of like that kind sure. of thing. But when we were playing, I lost myself into that a little bit too much, and so I would be a little mean to him. Mm, but okay. it was that same kind of. You know, because you're used to being taking this really seriously, yeah. and then there's one person there who's maybe just trying to enjoy himself a little bit. Sure, and and uh, I would be like, "Stop trying to enjoy yourself. We're trying to win." <laughs> and like, and especially now, because this was years ago. Now, especially now, I don't really like that. You know, like I see that in Warhammer all the time, where like, dude. I'm just trying to fucking enjoy myself. And people are just like, yo, fucking, that's not viable anymore. You know, like, ah, I don't really, you know, I don't care, you know? Get some clients. <laughs> but, like, yeah, so that's, you know, that's just another aspect of that, like, you know, somebody's trying to enjoy themselves and you're here trying to win, you know, yeah, right. at any cost. And Conflicting personalities for yeah. the most part. Things can get a little heated in that yeah. environment. You know? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Chill. Jelani? You have to talk now. Uh, No. <laughs> Damn it. Never have ever experienced uh, a heart to heart moment. Uh, I'm already not a competitive person to yeah. to begin with. Um, like we've talked about how you've never even like tried to break a wall in yeah. a game. Yeah, breaking. Yeah, I yeah I like I love playing games. I love playing like competitive games with people sometimes. But um, when it gets just overly heated, overly heated in competition. I find myself not having fun because it's like, guys, let's just have fun. What are you doing? <laughs> you We're know, supposed you know? to be doing this because we like to do this. You know, like I, I get anything I do in my life. I do it because I, I, you know, out of one, either necessity or because I want to like doing it and have fun doing it, you know? So, um, yeah, anytime, I mean, yeah, has there been moments where gaming in any aspect where I've gotten heated? Sure. Have they ever led to heart to heart? No. Have they have they led to very heated arguments? Sure. But yeah, I've never gotten to you you've you have experienced like a unicorn <laughs> of a moment where it's well, like you achieved you achieved like a secret uh, unlock achievement. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, that's not really the case. Um yeah. Cause I'm a like I'm I would say I'm a very emotional gamer, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people are like that. So when my when that like rubs up against someone else, like it kind of forces the subject. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, I'm well aware of that. And I, it, sometimes I feel bad about it, but there's not much I can do about it. I can be an emotional – I'm a very emotional person. I can be an emotional gamer. Sometimes I'm losing in a game pretty consistently and I don't give a fuck. Like we play a lot of coup and I lose at coup a lot. And I never really get salty about losing at coup because it's a fun thing. It's a, it's mm-hmm. fun to lose at coup as much as it is fun to win at coup. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then there are some games like Terraria, for instance, where I'll get heated. You know, like, hey, take this seriously, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> this is Terraria. Yeah, this is fucking Terraria, bro. Uh, Smash Brothers, for instance, I never get heated at Smash Brothers. Maybe it's that I get heated when I am good at a thing. Mm-hmm. and That when plays I'm, a lot into it. Yeah, because when I'm not good at a thing, I just sure. don't take it seriously enough. Yeah, I can, yeah. I can, I can understand that. Like, I've gotten... I have gotten okay. This is or you're gonna get in, you're gonna get some Jelani backstory Ooh. here. Oh, right. Jelani, Jelani used to play poker um, a lot, oh. uh, so much so where I used to go to tournaments and stuff like that. Ooh. Oh wow! Um, what? Yeah, I, I was a poker player. I was actually a poker player. Um, I, I really actually, enjoy this lore. <laughs> I actually made it to like a uh, a third seat. I won it's not some canon. money, but like no, I got like I got cheated. I got cheated. But uh, what? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey Jelani, let's can we play let's, poker let's, together? Let's man? not dive into this. Oh my uh, god! Jelani got uh was a every single week at least twice a week poker was happening and not just uh a five star. It was Texas Hold'em, um tournament poker, chips, money was involved. Can in I every can single I ask time. you something? Can I ask you something yes. before you go on? Uh, did you stop doing this because it, it became a problem? Uh, no, not not like that. I didn't have a gambling issue. Okay, like good that, because that, uh, I was gonna my next my follow up is would you <laughs> like to play poker? Because <laughs> I really want to play poker with you. So here's the thing. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Um, we should have cautious. a poker night, guys. So here's cigars the, and beer. Oh, yeah. cigars and beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, that was my idea of like friends, like yeah. like like. Hey, want to hang out one day? When I when I get older, I'm gonna yeah. have I'm gonna have a, a gaming room with a poker table, chips, yeah, and it's gonna be cigars and drinks. Dude, and we can do that now, man. Like that. <laughs> that, and that was like that was my idea. Sure. Up until oh boy, <laughs> um, so some July lore backstory on the poker thing. The reason why I don't play poker very much now is because I don't enjoy it anymore. Oh. Um, because I got burnt out on how heated. Oh, um, sure. People would get with it, especially um, when it became yeah. a problem in in like family stuff and everything like that too. Oh, wow! And so I got burnt out on just how how uh, toxic people could get when they're competitive in that game, especially you know? in that game because there's money. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's yeah. there's money involved. And, stuff like that. and it was almost supposed. Dude, I played to be... a fifteen dollar buy in the other night with my with yeah. my. I was literally in bed. Yeah. And my cousin was just like, "Yo, let's play some poker, fifteen dollar buy-in," and I'm just like, "Yo, sure, let's do it." Out because we play on the with the app, yeah. sure, yeah. and then we just Venmo each other money. Oh, okay, so it was me and my brother and my two cousins, and uh, I lost fifteen bucks that night. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, for sure. so, but I was so, like, "Okay, cool." You know, and so it, it's while I I got pretty uh, what's the word? I got I I, I liked poker, but then at at there was a point where I got completely burnt out of it. Like, uh, even now, I, I, even if I've tried to play it recently, it just doesn't, it feels like, you know, playing something that you just had like a very bad experience with, you know? Uh, yeah. Um, so like, yeah, I, there was like, there, I've, I've seen, I have never personally, because again, I've never been 
as competitive as I, as I was when I was in this because this was. It sounds like, like with poker you did break on, the wall. Stuff's on the line. Yeah, I I guess I did because I actually was was one of the when you were like I think you talked about it last week when the master class and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, yeah. Playing the player, that was me. Yeah, uh, like I was I was playing the player. Um, there was like a lot of moments where I I, I made some people very unhappy with how I played. Um, because and, you were reading how they bet based on what they had, their yeah, like their their um, averages and stuff. Yeah, and stuff like that. So like I was reading a lot of stuff, but I uh, I just haven't played in in years now because I got very burnt out of it because of how bad things got. Where like I personally never got involved like involved with like an argument or a fight like that uh there was maybe a handful of times where like we got heated and like it was just a bad vibe on the rest of the game but like i've seen like actual fights happen break out and like in a game that i wasn't part of and i was like well fuck i guess i don't know if i want to be part of this game <laughs> <laughs> and so eventually it was just like man why am i even playing this i just don't enjoy it even playing with like people like you know family and stuff like that i find myself looking and playing these cards i was like i'm not i don't know if i'm like really having a great time you know but like yeah i would i it's uh there's a little backstory there i think fundamentally especially with poker the important thing for a player of poker is to never go into a game with more money than you're willing to lose yeah and when people don't want to lose that money that can get ugly because that's money yeah money is your money and so like if I'm going to throw down on a game of poker, like the other night when I played a $15 game of poker, I was very willing to lose $15. Yeah. When it, beca- it became a thing, and I would always see a trend. It was It's very simple. It's, it's very easy to fall into a habit of playing a game, especially like poker, where it's just cards. And, and everybody who plays poker will tell the other person who pl- they're playing with, like, how they should be playing poker. <laughs> right. And it, you just fall into that trap of just like, nah, you should have played like this, bro. Oh, no, nah, you laid that hand down. Shh. <laughs> or like, why the fuck do you call with that? And it's like, you know, they're always questioning everything you do, even if you win or lose. It's, it's one or the other. And so everyone's always trash talking each other. And it becomes eventually to a point where it gets kind of toxic, if you, depending on the people you play with. Yeah. Again, like I'm talking about like tournament stuff, yeah, like yeah, actual yeah. like, you know, you're not playing with like friends sure. or family. Stuff. Like, like you're going to the friends casino. Friends and family sometimes can get really heated and sometimes they can get really salty. Um and then you have to see them the next day or something like that. <laughs> hey, my guy, Walker, dude! I've up, honestly, you know? I've only, I've only had positive experience with with poker so far. Yeah. I th- and and I haven't played it as much as Jelani, clearly. Uh, but yeah, I've play, played it a yeah, lot. I, yeah, it was. Uh, when I say I played it for, uh, it was like a ten year, ten year round oh where God. I was like every, every, like it was weekends, weekend, weekend, week, weekend, and uh, for ten years. Yeah, what's it like? Ten years. Wow. Uh, I would say because like it was just like it started off as family games and like family games started involving money no matter what and I was just like okay well I guess I'm doing this yeah. um, and then it became a thing where I was like nah fuck this I don't want to play this anymore. Um, How do you guys feel about poker? You like poker? I like poker, all right. Yeah. Do you want to play? <laughs> like it, it, it's it's the thing where it's like if I play I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna play to like to to be like the super hyper competitive. That, I like, just like was, big but, games of poker and I rarely you know, play a bigger game of poker. You know, it's usually four people. If it's gonna be poker, like it's gonna be shoot the shit. Don't get super salty about it and let's fucking move on. You, don't don't bring more. Don't don't get salty about you losing five fifteen bucks. Whatever it is you're playing, you know. I mean five fifteen bucks, dude. Whatever. Exactly, and like this is the thing where it's like, well, people got salty with just that, you know. It's like, come on, dude. Dude, like, it's like if I go to a casino and I'm putting down a hundred dollars, okay, I'm dialed in. Yeah. <laughs> but like, if I'm playing with my buddies and it's like a fifteen twenty dollar buy-in, whatever, you know. Let's just ooh, yeah. You pay twenty dollars to have a good time tonight. Who gives a shit? And if you won, cool. But if you didn't, whatever. <laughs> you know, just yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah. 
I, I don't play a lot of poker, but my family was a sheep's head family. I like mm, sheep's head. I don't even know what that is. It's a card game. Yeah, I've never even heard of it. I can't really explain it right now. It's a little complex. Yeah. Do you like poker? No. Okay. I'd say <laughs> I, I'm good for at least one game of poker. I'd Because I've never played poker for money. I'd be willing to try it. So, mm, yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, maybe yeah, we'll maybe, we'll, maybe we'll do like a, a, Paps, a, a pop, pop samurai, samurai plays, poker. Uh, plays poker. We'll get yeah. the other guys into Milwaukee yeah. and uh, yeah. Joel. We'll figure it out. Mm. Yeah, I'll play sure. poker. That'd be really fun. It's like fun. a like a big like like uh, hosts of pop samurai poker game where like all of us play one poker night. That, yeah. that'd, that'd be really cool. I'd love I remember. God, I'm not like, smoking not, a cigar. Not I'm having. <laughs> not all I'm doing. Not Jason, all you have to smoke a cigar. It's not poker unless you're smoking a cigar. I don't think I've ever pl- smoked a cigar playing poker. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, not playing poker. No, I've had yeah, people. Yeah, smoke cigars. But I'll wear sunglasses. Matter of flashbacks, for all I would do is watch like the World Series all the time. Sure. Uh, yeah. God. All right. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's mine. Good, Jason. Lead host. Oh, that finishes topics of the week. And unless Jelani has a little surprise for us, I'm pretty sure that wraps up the entire podcast for the day. Yeah. So. Give us the outro. You Give us an it. outro. You can do it. Jason, um, on, thanks for watching. Yes. Thank I, you for watching. Where, where can people oh, follow? People can follow us at, um, at Pop Samurai Network uh, Twitter. Uh, Pop, Pop Samurai Cast on Twitter. Cast. Uh, Pop Samurai Twitch. Pop Samurai Network on Twitch. <laughs> Pop Samurai Network Facebook. Yes. PopSamuraiNetwork.com for the show. Or you could go to iTunes and leave a, a rating, a five-star rating. That would be really nice. Or you could send us an email. At uh, Pop Samurai Network, Network at, at Yahoo G- Gmail. Gmail. <laughs> <laughs> I only said Yahoo because I'm still on Yahoo. You got it. You yeah, got it. I did it. You're Perfect. Good. You get better. I'm going to do this rotating thing yeah. all the time now. Okay, oh, great. <laughs> I'll learn my lesson maybe. All right. No promises. Bring us out. Bye. <laughs> From Jason, John, Antonio, and Jelani. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.